Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in today's episode. What's this? What's this? The simply sensational standing ovation of Royal Dalton Musical. What is this? Welcome back to the final segment of our Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're finally done! We made it. We did it. Part 10. The last one. This is our endgame. Yes. Also, it's really disappointing that we did all this work, crunched all this time in while I was busy at work, and now we're stuck in the house, and we have all this all the time in the world. We have so much time now. We completely fucked up our recording schedule. Yeah, if we had started, we could have done. We could have recorded initially when we did, right? But not put out the episodes for like maybe a month or so, and then when it got really hectic, we could have fallen back on the episodes we'd already recorded, and then this would have happened, and we could have you know easily recorded the remaining four or five episodes. Right. I think we originally also mentioned doing this like last fall. We did. I think we mentioned doing this after Endgame came out. And then well, I think we decided we to wait to for Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah. And then after that, we were like, okay, now we can do any time. We well, then we were it. waiting until I moved in. Well, that wasn't very long after Spider-Man. No, but it was, you know, a month and a month and a half, two months. Yeah. July, August, month. Yeah. Um, I'm very good at procrastinating, so. Yeah. Just kept putting it off. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsies. So, um, here's how today's episode is going to work. Um, first, I will remind us all of the best and worst guesses that we made at the end of the last uh, last week's episode. So, Meg thinks that my favorite MCU movie is Black Panther. And she thinks that my least favorite MCU movie the movie I think is the worst, number 23 overall, is Avengers Age of Ultron. I regret my choice now. Which one? My bottom one. Still good with my top one. We're going to keep it on the record as Age of Ultron, but what would you change it to Uh, in hindsight? The Dark World. Okay. We'll we'll put a pin in that. I don't think you like that one either. Okay. I think that Meg's favorite MCU movie... (laughs) I can see your face... Already. <laughs> I don't know what you were just doing and what was going through your mind, but I could see like five different conflicting thoughts <laughs> appear on your face simultaneously. Because I know you're going to say it and I'm going to like, I can't like, I can't keep a straight face enough so to I'm like. I'm not going to look at you. Yeah, don't look at me. I think that Meg's favorite MCU movie is Avengers Infinity War. And I think that her least favorite the one that she hates the most is Thunderbolt Ross colon <laughs> The Incredible Hulk. I don't know what would ever have made you think that. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's <laughs> I, um, I still, I feel good about my two picks. I think I'm, I think I'm on the, I'm on the mark there, but we will see. Uh, so first I will go through all my ratings, mm-hmm. worst to best. I will outline the movie where it places within the MCU for me, and what I gave it out of a hundred. 
Yes, and we are going from bottom. Bottom to top. Bottom to top. Yes. yes. Uh, then I'll, I'll go through that. I'll say a couple of things here and there if I feel like I need to. And then you will do the same on your end. Yes. Bottom and top. Yes. Where it places in the MCU. What you gave it out of 100. Yes. I already little, feel like my scores are probably more generous than yours because most of mine are. Little snippets if you need to. Yeah. Well, you have like an entire spreadsheet of a bajillion movies, whereas I have started doing this basically within the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And I went back through in some movies that I remembered yeah. watching and remembered enough to care about them enough to have given them a ranking I put in. But I'm sure mine would shift around more like as I if I recalled more of my movies that sure. I've watched. Yeah. Most things go in my head and I'll leave it immediately afterwards. So And and to be fair, like that's happened a lot with some of these movies for me. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them a lot more than you. I've been able to like look at my initial impression and then reflect back on it and check it again and again and again and again. Like, I've seen some of these eight, nine times already. Um, so... We did get to watch the end of Ragnarok the other day on TV, which I felt like... Helped. Validated my original Position thoughts. for that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I feel as there's some movies I feel like I've come to appreciate more as yes. I've watched them, or as we talked about them. Yeah. But, yeah, there's some where I'm like, nah. Yeah. This should be lower. <laughs> yes. So that's, uh, that's what we'll do. We'll get, go through each of ours individually. And then after that, um, we'll spend a little bit of time addressing qualms and issues <laughs> and uh, lobbying judgment at each judgment other's at each listing. Other yes. For where everything is placed. Uh, which should will... be a good time. Yeah. Then we will go over the FML average rankings. Some of our friends on Discord were nice enough to rank the films also. I think we have 17. Yeah, not bad. Rankings averaged. Yeah, so we will um, go over those and tell you all about how you're wrong. Yeah. So that should be good. Uh, we also made a distinction of individual franchises within the MCU. Yes, the sub, I guess sub movies so like we went through and averaged out our iron man ranks yeah. averaged out our captain america ranks mm-hmm. so on and so forth just to because i thought that was kind of interesting yeah see where that puts us and... yeah. yeah yeah all right let's go all right i'm up so um uh on my spreadsheet uh i have every piece of media that's in the mcu attributed to the same grouping Okay. Um, so that inc- that's a total of 31 films. For me, I've removed the eight films that are not feature-length films, that did not come out in the theater. So, like, what are those, anyway? Uh, you've seen a lot of them, and I've showed you a couple others. Some that's- of them were smushed into what we watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't... Well, I have them all blocked off right now, but <laughs> it's like uh, a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's Hammer. Team Thor. Team Thor Part 2. Team Daryl, which are all related to Thor Ragnarok, uh, and it's different in, in their own ways. Uh, there was the Captain, or not Captain, uh, Agent Carter short, which we did see, um, and a couple of other things uh, as well. Uh, one shots, the Marvel one shots that all make my list here, but for the, our purposes, I will be excluding. Right. Um, and. Uh, 
looking at this list of films compared to all the films I've seen in my spreadsheet, which is almost at 9,000 movies. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, like you kind of said, the more movies you see, the more it recontextualizes everything. Right. And that, I think, is much more prevalent and obvious with movies that are more popular, bigger movies, movies you're talking about and seeing um, a lot. And given how often Marvel movies come out, uh, we're thinking about them all the time. Right? Right. Black, uh, Black Widow just got pushed um, indefinitely. Uh, the other couple of days ago, due to the coronavirus. Um, so even when they're not coming out, we're talking about them. How right. that's going to impact the Eternals, how it's going to impact everything else rippling down the line, and when, if at all, it'll ever come out this year, or if it'll be next year. So, yeah, there are a couple of movies on here that used to be a lot higher yeah. than they are now. And uh, this, is where we're, this is where we stand. This is where we stand. So, number 23, my worst movie. You officially predicted Age of Ultron. You would... In, I have waffled over to the Dark retrospect, World. In retrospect, you would, you would put the Dark World. and uh, I don't do well under, like, snap pressure. No. I need time to think. Uh, well, uh, it's good that uh, you had some time to think, because it is Thor the Dark World. Yes! It's terrible. <laughs> it's really, really bad. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I barely remember any of it, because I remember I was so bored. Yeah. That I wasn't paying attention. I... We talked about the future of Thor and and the involvement of uh, Jane Foster mm -hmm. in that story more. I've always liked Natalie Portman in general. Mm -hmm. I think she's fine in the Marvel movies, but I think most of it hinges on the fact that her character is generally written pretty poorly. Right. And she plays such a big role in Thor The Dark World that uh, it's a shame because I think... I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if it was just like she wasn't super into it because of how it was written or just like the type of movie it was or whatever, but yeah, yeah not good. No. <clears throat> um, so my number 22 uh, is also not Age of Ultron, oh. but my number 22 is uh, The Incredible Hulk. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Now, when are you going to give me your oh, yeah. rankings oh, sorry. out of 100? Uh, so Thor the Dark World out of 100, I give it a 29. Okay. So for context, um, when I'm looking at my rankings and the kind of imaginary lines I'm drawing. Yes, I remember you had said something about apart. having, like, you had tiers of, like, there's, like, the garbage tier, the, like, okay-ish tier, like, the decent tier, the good tier, whatever, yeah. And that's more within the context of the MCU movies. Right. But as far as my rankings in general, 24 and 25 is generally my cutoff between awful and bad. Mm -hmm. um, so all of the movies are above that line. Okay. So I think Thor the Dark World is very, very bad, but I don't go quite so far as awful. And maybe I would if I saw it again. <laughs> uh, but at the present, it's just very bad. Fair. Um, the Incredible Hulk is a 36. And this ends my very, very bad MCU tier. Yeah. It's only two movies. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so, number 21. Now we're in the um, subpar here, I guess I'll call it. Uh, my number 21 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it just... It felt so similar to Ant-Man in a lot of mm -hmm. the things it was trying to do. We talked about the villain, how bad, I, how 
unremarkable the villain was and yes. how much we cared more about the Michelle Pfeiffer storyline. Right. And uh, the fact that that wasn't given as much time as it could have been yes. hurts it a lot for me. Was it the first one or the second one that was the kind of southern guy was the villain? Uh, it would be Walton Goggins. Mm-hmm. That's this one as well. Gotcha. So multiple villains. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he was fine. He, he was a lot. I liked him more than some other ones. But. Sure. Uh, I gave Ant-Man the Wasp a 46. So if 50 is perfectly average, we're below that line with Ant-Man the Wasp, but not super far. Yeah. Like, I like Ant-Man a lot, and so seeing the same things in this was fine. Right. But they are the same things in a lot of cases. Right. I saw somebody describe the action in the Ant-Man movies as like, He's small, he's big, punch. He's small, he's big, punch. He's small, he's big, punch. And that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. They need a little more creativity in that realm. Yeah. I feel like in his movies, there's not a lot of, like, fighting. There's just more, like, small and, like, getting into things and then being big and stomping on things. Yeah. 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 Okay. Number 20 is Avengers Age of Ultron. There we go. Uh, I gave this a 48. So still below that 50 line. Um, I, Why do you like this more than Ant-Man the Wasp? So, I do like Ultron as an idea. I think that's... Because I, I think a lot of these, the Avengers movies, the first one and, and the second one, and even, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, revolve a lot around Tony. Mm-hmm. Tony is at the center of all of them. Right. And Age of Ultron... I liked a lot when I first saw it. That is one that has definitely dropped considerably in in the time since. Uh, But I I like the idea of the villain being something created by the characters. Like, they didn't create Thanos. They didn't create Loki in the first Avengers. No. And as kind of... They've made some people angry, but they've never really created the villain themselves. Right. And in this, Tony did. I really like that. From, you know, and, and, like, getting to see Jarvis become a real person. Yes. He's a real boy. Um, <laughs> I will always call him Jarvis. <laughs> uh, I think I think Age of Ultron was one of the movies, in, in conjunction with Thor The Dark World, where the Marvel Cinematic Universe tried to kind of get a little edgy in its tone. Mm-hmm. And uh, does not work in Thor The Dark World. No, it's like a bad all. emo band. It's real Those bad. Those two movies are, like, both bad emo bands. Uh, but I think it works <laughs> a little bit better in Age of Ultron. Um, it shows, you know, the whole Sokovia situation, um, as mindless as so much of the action is where they're just beating up faceless Ultron bots. Uh, I think there's still an element of like, look at all the people that are in danger. You have to save all these people. I like that we still get to see that side of things because some of the future movies don't do that. And I feel like that's a part of the movie, part of the Avengers movies specifically that gets lost. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot more of, like, we have to save the world parts, mm-hmm. whereas later it's more just, like, we have to make sure we all don't... We don't die. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You don't really see much of the people in any of the later movies. No. Which I don't like people, so I don't care, but well, that's fine. yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Avengers Age of Ultron, my number 20. My number 19 is Iron Man 2. I gave this a 51. So, if we have... Gone past the Mendoza line. We have passed the Mendoza line, and this is the top end of my subpar MCU movies. I think... I love Sam Rockwell 
if this was if he was the only villain in this movie, I feel like this could have been so good. I would agree. And it's I don't even like hate Mickey Rourke. I think this is not the best role for him necessarily. Yeah. Uh, and I think he takes it in a direction that conflicts with the rest of the movie. But if you remove him, I feel like this could be like a top ten MCU movie potentially. I can see that. Um, uh, but as it is, it's a little underwhelming. Yeah. But just meh. I meh. Agree. Okay. Fair. So moving on to the next tier. So this is the middle tier. Or no, I did six tiers. Okay. This is the third tier up. These are the like, sure. These are the movie, like any of the ones I've mentioned already, I don't care. I'll, I'll pass them like skipping through channels. These, sure. I'll put them on in yeah. the background. Nothing else is on. I'll yeah. throw it on. Uh, so number 18 is Thor. And I gave Thor a 53. I think, I don't know, I I remember when Thor first came out and all the Rotten Tomatoes score, this Rotten Tomatoes score for it was like decent. It was like in the 70%. And I was in college and my friend who was like super into the Rotten Tomatoes score of movies at the time, uh, maybe he still is, uh, Ben, uh, was like, I remember he like freaking out like, like, oh my gosh, Thor's a good movie. And like we went and saw it and it's fine. I liked it more then. I still think it's okay. I think other people dislike it more. Mm -hmm. Un unreasonably so. Uh, it's very different from the Thor we know now. Right. But I think if Thor had remained the way he is in this movie, he could have worked. I think the problem is they went... In the, the, the progression between Thor and Thor the Dark World was so backwards mm -hmm. that they couldn't, like, pull out. Yeah. They had to kind of just... Wash it clean and start again. Yeah. I don't know how original Thor would... F I guess he would be maybe kind of okay with the other Avengers. I mean, he was pretty good in, in the Avengers, the first Avengers. I thought yeah. he had decent moments with them. And, you know, that was a more lighthearted version of him than Thor. But it still yeah. kind of felt true to this guy. Yeah. He would probably be a bit more Hawkeye-ish than Iron Man-ish. I guess, in his original yeah. iteration. Yeah. And if that's, like, the one issue I have with New Thor, it's that he does feel like, I'm just Tony, but I'm not a dick. He's very quippy, like yeah. a lot of the other like all of them. heroes are. Yeah. But Poor I Hawkeye doesn't get any quips. Poor Hawkeye. <laughs> uh, so number 18, Thor. Number 17 uh, is probably going to be my first surprise. <gasps> and that's Captain America Civil War. Okay. I gave this a 55. And Bane on... I thought you were going to say Winter Soldier because you hate Bucky so much. <laughs> I, was, I was like, all right, I can see this. I am surprised about Civil War, but I think you had mentioned you had some issues with it. Yeah, I, I saw Bane commented on it on the Discord a little while ago that... He went, I, I've reviewed it like five or six times on dis, right. or on Letterboxd. Right. And I've been so far behind on, I've been so busy at work this past week. I would have been busy in general, but especially with everything else going on. Like, sure. I've just been, I haven't even been reading anything on Discord. I've just been clearing the channel out basically and like maybe skimming to see what was going on. <laughs> so I did see that there was some discussions of the MCU stuff after we asked people to rate things, but I didn't really like read it. 
No, and this was long before that. Okay. I, I remember he must have been rewatching it because he went through all the reviews I'd given it. And the first review I gave it, I think I gave it like four and a half stars out of five. Okay. And then every subsequent review... <laughs> it dropped a little it bit? It dropped four stars, three and a half, three to two and a half, which would be what a 55 would get on Letterboxd for me. And it just... The first time you see it is, I think, really awesome. I think there's so much to enjoy. It has that Avengers feel, despite being a Captain America movie. But unlike the Avengers movies, the stakes are so, so low. There's no stakes, really. Like, I'm never concerned that anyone's going to get hurt. I'm never concerned that anyone's going to die. Even when it actually happens to War Machine. Like... It's War Machine. Like, <laughs> I, it's not like, I, you know, Don Cheadle's great and all, but it's War Machine. Yeah. Like, if you pick any of the other characters. Like, if it was Don Cheadle those, in an Ocean's Eleven, that's a problem. <laughs> Don Cheadle in MCU, not, not as big really. a deal. No. Still like him, You can but, have an Iron Man movie without Don Cheadle. Right. And it's fine. Can't have Ocean's Eleven without Don Cheadle. No. Love him. Uh, and so, like, every time I kept watching this movie, it just... The hollowness of it rang true, truer and truer and truer until it dropped as low as it has. And I still like it on a kind of superficial level in a lot of ways. Like when you see like the introduction of Black Panther, I love that so much. Um, but then you have to contend with like Baron Zemo as the, <laughs> as the villain and how bad he is as a villain, in my opinion. Like I like that he's just a normal guy, Daniel Brühl. Oh, yes. But mm -hmm. his plan is absolutely insane and makes no sense. <laughs> and when you plot it out, again, like, this is, like, getting the time to actually think about it. It's <laughs> ridiculous to me. And so, despite all the, like, the good things that I feel like are in this movie, it's really counterbalanced by a lot of things that I've grown to dislike as well. Fair. So... I'll allow it. <laughs> Good. Um, so, my next one, my number 16, is Spider-Man Far From Home, which I gave a 57. Uh, this is the most recent movie, the last of the MCU movies at the current time. We just talked about it on the last episode. I... I feel like this movie's like... There's some parts of it that are good. Yeah. But a lot of it's like a big like, eh. Yeah. Unlike like Civil War where there's stuff I actively dislike, I don't really dislike a ton about Far From Home, but I'm very nonchalant and ambivalent about a lot of it. Yeah. And again, it may be that we've only seen it once. This is the only Marvel movie that I've seen once. Out of all of them. I really like Mysterio. Especially once he becomes Mysterio. After that scene in the bar. I think Jake Gyllenhaal gives a really good performance. I think Tom Holland's a good Spider-Man. I... You know. The visuals are kind of fun. And especially the like trippy scene. Uh, towards the middle of the movie. Yeah. It's neat. It's you, got good stuff in it. Your guy comes back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... You know, Night Monkey. Night Monkey is so good. Uh, but, you know, it's... I'm not so enthused by those things. And everything else, I'm like, shrug. Yeah. 
shrug. Like Zendaya shrug. Yeah. Um, Jacob Badalon and Betty Brandt having a mature relationship at the age of 15 <laughs> shrug. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, I think the movie just kind of cr- crumbles under the weight of this comes out after Endgame and is the first look at the world five years later and it doesn't really do anything with that. No. And I don't think that that's not, you know, the biggest factor in, you know, when you're rating an MCU movie, but it's some of the factor. Yes. For the position this movie was in, it could have done a better job with yeah where it was. Yeah. And I would, you know, retroactively lob that same complaint at Ant-Man and the Wasp and its position after Infinity War. So, number 16, Far From Home. Number 15, the top end of my, sure, tier, uh, is another controversial pick. Avengers Infinity War. Stop it. No. Number 15 is Avengers Infinity War. I gave this a 58. So... I'm going to use a lot of the same things I said for Civil War and aim them at Infinity War as well. I'm kind of surprised you like Infinity War, Infinity War less than Endgame. The amount you complain about trivial shit in Endgame. Well, that was me actively avoiding being too negative about Infinity War to give away how low I was going to rank it. <laughs> Probably. Which is, you know, Endgame is you know coming up eventually. But So... Infinity War was one I, like a couple of these others, like, I came out of it and I was like, I like this. This is a good movie. It's insane. It's huge. It has a shocking ending. Um, Somehow all the characters are represented. Somehow they all get a moment to do something significant or, you know, for better or worse, uh, Star-Lord. And like I kind of said when we talked about it, within, like, the next couple of days, I watched it like four, five, six more times because it is a huge movie. And I think like Endgame, it kind of earned that multiple viewings. You know, we went and saw Endgame twice that same weekend because it's so big. You know, you got to take it in. You need to digest it in a way that some of these other smaller movies don't necessarily require. And when I got to the end of all these like subsequent rewatches, Part of me, and I couldn't have known what I was going to think about Endgame at the time, but part of me felt, well, it's all going to get undone. And I hate that. As as impactful as the ending is, and as much as I think that's kind of a weak argument against the movie. But how did you know that at the time? Well, I knew that the movies were originally Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part 2. I also knew that Black Panther had a sequel announced so like he goes to dust clearly he's coming back well what if it was a retro retroactive like what we assume like what it was well sure i mean it could have been and i would have loved that actually like if there wasn't actually going to be a black panther 2 that would have been in i would have lost my shit if that is actually (laughs) that had actually happened if they announced movies this far in advance and then killed those characters and wiped those movies off the slate that's just rude. But I, I would have loved that. Like the You just want to see the world burn. <laughs> I mean maybe, but I would have loved that so much, personally. I think that's 
I think, you know, they have this insane franchise with these insane characters that are being combined in a multitude of different ways. And I think they need to do things like that. Take risks. Throw us things we're not expecting. Clearly nobody was really expecting the snap to happen at the end of Infinity War and for as many heroes to die as they did. But you get to the end of that movie and it really feels like this is half a movie. It really feels like, you know, you take two and a half hours uh, and I felt like it could have been done in like an hour and a half. I think there's all the conversations in this movie are just, we're going to go do this. And then we see them do that. You know, we see them talking on the spaceship as they're flying to Titan and Cap and uh, Doctor Strange and Iron Man are talking like, well, what if we do this? And what if we do that? And what if we do this? And what if we do that? And then they do the thing. And everything feels so immediate and within its moment. And nothing really, as grand as the scope is, the movie doesn't feel that big. Like we talk, like I talked about with Age of Ultron, like I, I, the only time we ever see civilians in Infinity War is when Peter's on the bus and he sees the spaceship and he sees the rest of his classmates. After that, you almost don't never see another human. Pretty soon, all the heroes leave Earth, and we don't even come back to Earth until we get to Wakanda, which isn't really Earth at this point. It's Wakanda. I, I don't know. It, it just... Every time... When I really approached it and assessed it and looked at how I felt about the movie and... Yeah, there's awesome choreography, fight scenes and doing... And cool stuff and uh, portal portal kicks from Spider-Man and uh, things like that. And it just... It just didn't work for me as well as I think it should have. And... I really like Thanos, and the idea of this being Thanos' movie is awesome, but his plan... I know his plan is, comes from the comic books with the snapping your fingers, and I do whatever I want. But then you have him, you know, going hand-to-hand against Captain America when he has five of the six Infinity Stones. He can already control reality and time and space. And he's fist fighting people, you know. Why would you do that? Prove you're bigger than them. But but why? Bigger he, than if he's as intelligent and as we know and it, and are being led to believe that he is, it he's doesn't a dude. work for me. Still, has got to measure his dick. I guess. Dudes can't resist doing dick measuring contests. It's something I've learned. It's very, very true. Much, yeah. It's very true. Yeah. Um. But I think. I think, for me, this actually was ranked lower, and Endgame actually increased its rating for me, and then seeing how that finally resolved, uh, I think, helped me a little bit, and it might help me a little bit more uh, if I revisit the movies again, and, you know, I'd I'd really be interested in watching, like, Infinity War Endgame back-to-back, because we haven't really done that, I think that'd be interesting to do, um... No, without any breaks between... Yeah, we can do that. Um, <laughs> My face I, just lit up, and I was like... <sighs> and I, I, I think, like, five and a half hours, like, it's the Irishman, you know? like No, I, mean, I don't want to do it anymore. Well, it's the better version of the Irishman. But... Less likely, after an hour into this, I'm that I pause it and say, what the fuck? Uh, but the, the biggest problem for me, 
with Infinity War. And I recognize that this is probably my hottest take of the whole thing, for sure. <laughs> Putting it 15th out of the movies. Um, my my biggest issue is how 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 no one really acts like the universe could end the way that I think they would. Like, we talked about how it's... They're all, like, quit machines. Every single character. And they're, it, they are quit machines in this movie. And I respect the idea of, like, well, they've dealt with everything they've faced before. You know, they're treating this the same as they have. And you look at, you know, the events of a Avengers and Age of Ultron. And, um, Avengers, I think everyone was a little... A little, uh... You know, this is a new thing. We've never done this before. We're figuring it out as we go. We had some issues. Loki kind of got one up on us halfway through the movie, and then we figured it out, and then we had to stop a nuclear bomb from destroying New York. Uh, and then Age of Ultron's like, well, we caused the problem. Now we got to fix it. This is a serious thing. Uh, but then we get to Infinity War, and, like, they don't take Thanos' underlings seriously. Everything's a joke to Tony. Everything's a joke to, you know, Doctor Strange. And when Thanos finally arrives, like, Thor, intimate knowledge of Thanos, watched him kill his brother, watched him kill Heimdall, watched him defeat Hulk in hand-to-hand -hand combat. And even Thor, he spends the whole movie away from everybody else, and he's really the only person who can convey how serious this issue is. And he spends his whole movie with a dick measuring contest with Chris Pratt, off with Rocket and Groot, and when he finally does show up, he's just out there lightening everybody, and like he's not talking to anybody, where he's not conveying the seriousness of this. Everybody recognizes that the world is in danger, but not more so than any other time. Not more so than any other time. And when you're told that a guy can snap his fingers and wipe out half of the living things in the universe, like come on and so like we'll get to endgame but i feel like that is so much better reflected in endgame the kind of tone and mood that this type of a that thanos deserves that his threat deserves and i don't know it didn't satisfy me but what am i gonna do what am i gonna do Having seen the average ratings uh, from the FML group already, uh, I definitely know I'm in the minority. <laughs> uh, and that's fine. You know, that's totally fine. I'm totally yes. fine with that. And you think it's my favorite. And I think it's your favorite. Yeah. So that's also fine. <laughs> um, I mean, the movie made a bajillion dollars, and any movie that makes a bajillion dollars, I hope most people enjoy. Because if they didn't, that would be really sucky. <laughs> So, number 15 for me is Avengers Infinity War. So, we're moving into my next tier. And these are, like, these are the good ones. This is the first tier where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to recommend these to other people. If, you know. And that's your, like, third tier from the top? What are the other two tiers? Uh, well, my, nec my next tier would be, um, I, I really like these movies. And I would recommend these movies to people who don't generally watch MCU movies anyway. Uh, and then my top tier would just be like, these movies are great, and I think everyone should appreciate and like them. Something like that. I don't know. I'm making the tears up. <laughs> uh, 
Fair. Uh, fair I'm not making the tears up, but I'm labeling the tears on the fly. Gotcha. Number 14 for me is Doctor Strange. And this one limps across the line for me. <laughs> uh, I gave it a 63. Uh, so for my scale, 50 to 59 is quote-unquote average, and uh, 60 is quote-unquote good. And this is the one rating on the list where I'm like, I bet I, I bet I should, I bet I lower this in the future. Like of all the other ones, this is the one where I feel like I should lower it. Um, and it's mostly because like when we talked about it, I felt like I didn't, I don't know. I didn't maybe not enjoy this as much as I thought I did, but I don't know. Uh, you know, I did like it. I love the visuals of it. I really like Tilda Swinton. I think she's great in it. I like Wong. He's really <laughs> funny. Uh, I think as silly as the climax of it is where he just annoys Dormammu into leaving, it's really <laughs> creative to me. And, right. like, it's a very unique way to solve the villain problem of your movie. Right. Uh, so, you know, there are things I genuinely enjoy about the movie and Maybe Benedict Cumberbatch isn't really one of them, and his treatment of uh, Rachel Vice or Rachel McAdams rather uh, yes. is pretty awful. But the worst. Yeah. Um, so, if you could just take out like that whole storyline, the movie, the movie'd probably be a lot better. I agree, absolutely. That is the huge, huge problem, and um, even you know, looking at the way it sets up um, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor as a future villain. Uh, maybe not for Doctor Strange, but just as a villain in general and kind of his kind of black and white outlook is interesting. And I'm actually interested to see like what he does next in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think magic is cool. I like magic uh, in the movie. I think it does more than magic and Harry Potter did, where it eventually just became shooting laser beams out of your wand uh and you actually get to see like i'm folding buildings over top of each other i'm teleporting myself from one place to the other i'm turning back time uh, i'd like to see them get a little more creative with the magic uh but we'll see what they do and the cape i like the cape yes his, cape ma is, his magical cape his magical cape yes so that was my number 14 dr strange number 13 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And I gave that a 67. I like this movie. The end. I, yeah, <laughs> I think... That's kind of how I feel about this movie. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's really fun. It has the same, it has a lot of the same vibes as the last Guardians movie, yeah. as the first Guardians movie. I feel like if you made a Guardians of the Galaxy movie and it's not fun, like, you really fucked up somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But they're both fun. Yeah. And I think the reason this one isn't as good as the first one is I, I, Ego, not that Ego's any better than Ronan was in the previous movie, but I think we've already established the group heading into this movie, so we miss out on, like, the first half hour of the initial movie where it's like they're meeting everybody and like they don't like each other and they got to figure out how to be friends with each other and they come together and they're this chosen family with each other and that works so well in the first movie right and this one i don't know doesn't really try to leapfrog off of that it focuses mostly on peter and his dad mm -hmm. uh, which is fine and there's a story there but 
I wasn't quite anywhere near as interested. I would have enjoyed more Nebula Gamora's dy- dynamic, right. especially knowing how much of her was going to be relevant in like Infinity War and Endgame. Right. But yeah, yeah. Baby Groot though is awesome. <laughs> Baby Groot's awesome. That helps. That helps a lot. Baby Groot. Baby Groot. So number thirteen, Guardians two. Number twelve, Captain America: The First Avenger. Gave this a 69. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is this one lands right in the middle. 11 movies above it, 11 movies below it. And I think that's exactly where it belongs, personally. I think it's so removed from the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just by where when it takes place, that it... You know, was the one movie that I think paired well with Iron Man as a way to show in the first phase. Like, all right, these are two people from entirely different walks of life, and we're going to end up putting them in the same movie together. You know, and it's like, well, how? How could how could that possibly ever work? This guy is from World War Two. He's you know he's been frozen for seventy years, and this guy's a multi-trillionaire who's stopped making weapons so that he can become a superhero and everyone knows he's a superhero because he's just a jerk, arrogant prick. Right. And like... And all of his stuff is based on like technology. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas very Cap, modern. Is, Cap is like very within himself. He is strong. He has got leadership. He cares about other people. And this movie, I think, does so well at just showing you who Captain America is. When he jumps on that grenade... Like, that, that's the only scene you need to know exactly who this guy is. And it's perfect. Right. Um, and, like, even now, like, the visuals look decent for, you know, really skinny uh, right. Chris Evans, who looks malnourished and, <laughs> yes. you know, like he hasn't, he's seen many better days. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that it's the only movie that I like Bucky Barnes in. No. Uh, Bucky to you. No. Yeah. I'm still shocked that when you said Captain America, <laughs> that it was not the Winter Soldier. We still haven't gotten to that. No, I know. I was like, I'm like, I was ready to type in your number <laughs> in my spreadsheet. I was like, oh, here we go. Nope. Gonna complain about Bucky for a while. Nope. All right. The top <laughs> end of this tier is Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 11, which I gave a 70. Um, it's different for me, I guess, since, like, I did like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, even if I think Tom Holland is a better Spider-Man, but I think that impacts my feeling of this a little bit. Uh, They try, they definitely approach Spider-Man in a different way here, giving him a little more, like, teen feel, which here he deserves, but, man, these movies... I can't wait to see what they look like with J. Jonah Jameson in them. I really can't. I know that's like so, so far removed from this movie uh, since we don't even see J. Jonah Jameson until the end of the sequel. But that is something that I, I don't know, like I was the right age when they came out. I was, you know, 10, 10 years old-ish, give or take. And so I was watching them. Yeah, I was was in high school, so that's part of it. So yeah. I feel like I should have liked them more being in high school, and I just really didn't. 
But man, I, I just, I don't know, I associated to Spider-Man with J. Jonah Jameson. Then the Amazing Spider-Man movies came out, and they're whatever or bad. Um, but I like the Spider-Man. Uh, I like Far From Home to a degree. And uh, I like Homecoming quite a bit. I like the direction of the character. It's got one of the better villains of the franchise with Vulture. Michael Keaton is so good in that role. And I think, you know, we both kind of agree that Zendaya is a little bit better in this version, this movie than the sequel in her relationship with Peter. Um, yeah, you get a little Tony as well. And uh, one thing I like is how I kind of complained before about everyone getting an Iron Man suit mm. and how much I don't like that. And so I really enjoy when his is taken away, basically, in this movie. Yeah. And uh, it's true. Like, anyone can be an Iron Man, realistically, but you need to be someone before that. Tony's the only person who can be Iron Man without being, like, an inherently good person from the start. And I think everyone else needs to be a good person before they become an Iron Man. Iron Spider, or whatever you want to call yourself. Iron Spider. Uh, so, number Night 11. Night Monkey. Night Monkey. Iron Monkey. No. Uh, number 11, Spider-Man Homecoming for me. So now I move into uh, the second tier, silver tier, as I color-coded it on my spreadsheet. Um, uh, this is the biggest tier. There are six movies in this one. I don't think any of the others passed four. Can I just say that that ugly olive tier should have been the bottom tier? Because that's a terrible color. <laughs> well, This I was... whole combination of colors is awful. Well, it's gold, silver, bronze. It's like shitty highlighter yellow, ugly gray, coral, aqua... Terrible olive, and then rose. Like, what What does that even mean? Well, so the point here is that I'm not going to, like, learn hexadecimal colors uh, I mean, to go to create a real gold. I'm going to use all the preset colors that they give me. I mean, I use the preset colors on here, and mine, when I color code things, it doesn't look that shitty. Just letting you know. Well, that's incredibly rude. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I'd like to revise. <laughs> Infinity War is now my number 23 movie. Okay, great. <laughs> no. Uh, that goes with your trashed color coding over here. So seems logical. <laughs> if any of you wanted Meg to be on any future episodes, I regret to inform you that that won't be happening. <laughs> great. He loves me so much. Yeah. Uh, my number 10 in my second tier, bottom of the second tier, is The Avengers. I gave it a 71. And uh, I'll freely admit that part of this rating is that it was the first one. Like, it gets a tiny bump being the first Avengers movie. Why? Because it's something that's never been done. You know, it set a stage in a way that no other movie really could. Uh, you'd have to probably go all the way back to Universal Monster movies of like the 30s and 40s to see cross-franchise uh, involvement to this extent. Like, you got the Alien vs. Predator movies. Those are terrible. <laughs> you know, uh, and who knows what else. I'm sure, like, it's happened a couple of times in, in the interim, but never on this scale, 
never for like $200 million in budget, never with this many A-list actors, never with, you know, these high-profile characters coming off of five movies beforehand that set up this movie intentionally. It, you know, it's a miracle that this didn't flop. Like, kind of like a Batman v Superman did. You know, and the fact that it not only succeeded, but it's actually good that, uh, you know, so much credit to Joss Whedon in being able to put all these characters together, despite having not worked on any of the prior films. And they still mostly feel like themselves. There's, you know, he molds them a little bit to fit his his story and his writing style. But, uh, you know, he, I don't know, he they kind of... They pulled a rabbit out of the hat with this one, I think. And more and, and once this one worked, then it's like, okay, this can work, and then you get to Ultron and it's like, but now it failed for you know. <laughs> this time it didn't. Womp womp. And you can kind of look back at the first one, like you can point to what changed. You know, there's Loki, such a good villain, stepping up from kind of a supporting character in the Thor movie to an actual, like, fully fledged bad guy in this one. And it's so, it works. Tom Hilston does a great job in this movie. And uh, you really get a sense of... Unlike any of the other Avengers movies, for me, I think you get a real sense of, like, peril. In terms of, you know, civilians are at risk. People are in danger. New York is, is about to die. And... Um, I don't know. I, I just... I really like it. I like it. It's good. My number 10 is The Avengers. My number 9 uh, is Iron Man 3. I gave Iron Man 3 a 73. I, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's the most fun Iron Man movie, an Iron Man movie has. I really like Shane Black's approach to the character. I think John Favreau did the first two, and uh, Shane Black did this one, and it feels that way. It definitely feels a lot different from the previous movies. Um, Iron Man gets to kind of, I don't know, spread his wings a little more. He gets to not be in the suit. He gets to be Tony more in this movie than he had in the second one. A lot more uh, PTSD. Yeah. In this one. Which I like. I, you know, don't want him to have PTSD, of course, but... Yeah. I mean, he should. Yeah, but yeah. he absolutely should, exactly. and I like that the movie is addressing it. Right. Um, I think I read somewhere that in the comics, it's more of, like, a drinking a substance abuse problem, which might be a little heavy for, you know, PG-13 MCU right. movies, but... I feel like we get this a little bit in this one, though. Yeah. You, you kind of see the impact. And, like, that... drunkenly stumbling, stumbling around the party, like, causing trouble. All the wear and tear of you know being in the Avengers, being uh, handling all that stuff has has taken on him, and uh, yeah, I think it's good. And uh, the villain, um, the villain, uh, you know, Marvel has a villain problem, but there's a lot of for as good as a lot of the MCU characters are and the movies are, the villain, a lot of the villains are a little lacking. Yeah. So you get a Loki, you get a Thanos. You get some good ones, but there's a lot of them that are generic, interchangeable bad guy. Right. So, 
Number nine, Iron Man 3. <clears throat> Number eight uh, is probably my hottest take in the opposite direction. So the movie I have ranked highest relative to everyone else, and that's Captain Marvel, which I gave a 75. I'm almost a little surprised it's not slightly higher. <laughs> yeah, I think... I don't know. I, I, I would probably say my 75 is more is closer to general consensus than my eight is uh, as you know, I think a lot of people are going to rank it lower than that, but they may have it closer to 75 in terms of absolute score, just because they like infinity war, civil war, things like that more, Uh, which is fine again. Uh, But man, I really, really like captain Marvel. I think if you look on my letterboxd, it's one of the movies I've logged the most times. Uh, I think, you know, I saw it myself. I saw it with you. I saw it a third time in theaters. Uh, maybe a fourth time in theaters. I, I don't remember if you saw it another time or not. I know I saw it at least three times. Y- yeah, you definitely did. But I don't remember if you saw it a fourth time. I, I almost think you did. I kind of think, think I kind of like spur of the moment. You were like, I want to go see Captain Marvel again. Yeah, because I, I just really enjoy it. And I think that, I don't know, like a lot of people are just like, meh on this movie and i i guess i see it but i think this movie does a lot of things different than a lot of the other mcu movies and i think it really tries to create a story around carol in a way that they have they these other movies don't um the movie upends its entire villain situation two-thirds of the way into it which I really appreciated. I think it works even better than it did in Iron Man 3 with the Mandarin. I think the relationships between um, Carol and Maria Rambo, uh, Carol and Talos, Carol and, and Sam Jackson are all really fascinating. I think the performances from Brie Larson, uh, from Ben Mendelsohn, from Samuel Jackson, from uh, I can't remember her name that plays Maria Rambo. I think they're all really good. And... Um, yeah, the music is uh, a little overbearing at times, and <laughs> the action isn't super well choreographed, but I think uh, it's, I really like it. It's really good. It has a flurkin. It has goose. Flurkin. Flurkin. We have our own flurkin, yeah. who has been consistently trying to grab my phone off the desk. Oh, is that what? I think he's going for your drawer. I think he wants uh, to get the yeah. drawer. Yeah. One of his toys is in my drawer. Yeah, so our, our Flurkin's toy is in the desk drawer, so he's been busy meddling while yes. we're trying to record. Yeah. Which is normal. Usually he's trying to climb the set of shelves that's behind me. <laughs> yes. So at least now he's... He spent most of the time sleeping on the bed, now he's laying, sulking on the floor, so... Yeah, I kind of pushed him away. Yeah. Oh, well. Flurkins are bad. It's true. <laughs> He'll get dinner in a couple hours. Yeah. Or second dinner. Second dinner. Uh, so that's my number eight, Captain Marvel. My number seven is another movie that came out the same year as Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame. Uh, This is probably also lower than most people have it, but not as egregiously so. Um, I give it a 76. And uh, you commented on how much, how surprised you were that I have this so much higher than Infinity War. Not so much higher, higher just higher in general, yeah. Uh, Since you spent about 10 minutes complaining about uh, Ant-Man and his seeing of the memorial. I mean, <laughs> I I stand by all those criticisms, but I think at the end of the day, um, Endgame 
recognizes its peril. I think it does, you know, Infinity War and, you know, a lot of the other movies have a, have an arc. There's a villain. We got to confront the villain. Maybe he gets an upper hand. We overcome the villain. World is saved. Um, And of course, Infinity War just kind of stops at the top of that arc. And the bottom of that arc happens in the first 30 minutes of Endgame, relatively speaking. They don't bring everyone back, but they defeat the villain. And then we have two and a half hours of other movie to deal with, which I think is part of what I love about this movie. And it's how it takes things we've already seen going back in time. It takes these characters and scenes that we've kind of, you know, ingrained in our heads and recontextualizes them and revisits them and adjusts them, brings the whole franchise full circle uh, in a way that I didn't think they could do, honestly. I was, you know, after my lackluster response to Infinity War, I was kind of concerned that I would feel similarly to Endgame. And I was really pleasantly surprised that I didn't. Um, I love everything that Tony does in this movie so much. I love the end of his character this way. I, I think he goes out exactly as he deserves to. I love the huge fight at the end when the Avengers all assemble together after everyone's brought back. Um, it's, you know, it's just like $200 million of CGI in like two minutes. But uh, for what it is, it's really, really well done, right. in my opinion. And, you know, finding out, finding a way to make Thanos... Finding a way to kill Thanos twice... Introduce a, a whole new Thanos in this movie that is unaware of everything the previous Thanos did and make him still a menacing threat without a single Infinity Stone is... Almost kind of worse. What? Like, he's almost scarier because you already know what he's yeah. capable of and now he's just like, I don't even have to get these stones. Right. They all did it. I just have to take it from these idiots. Right. I already did it once. Like, not that he knows that, but mm. like... Yeah. And it's not good. I think because the movie does the like the keep away with the gauntlet from Thanos thing, uh, there's never that nagging thought in the back of my head of like, well, why doesn't he just use the infinity stones? Yeah. Why doesn't he just do is it, he can change he can make reality literally whatever he wants. Not right now, he doesn't have but it. But he can't, right? Yeah. And I like that. Or and I always point this moment out as maybe my favorite moment in the whole movie, personally. Uh, but it, when Captain Marvel is overpowering him and he rips the power stone out of the gauntlet to punch her away with it. I love that. <laughs> and, like, I love Captain Marvel. And to watch her get punched in the face by Thanos with, like, the ingenuity of it, it's it's one. I love it so much. I, I can appreciate that, that he needed to take the power stone yeah. to get her off of him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I liked having someone who was his equal without you know because you see how powerful he is without even the power stone like captain marvel's just flew through a spaceship and blew it up yes and like and he's like she's barely keeping his hands like his fingers away from like putting Mm -hmm. the glove on from getting the glove snapped right yeah yeah i love that moment so much and of course you know tony's funeral is somber it's sad um 
Natasha's death. Uh, you know, the Loki escaping. Like, th- this movie, I felt, knew how to balance its humor better than Infinity War did. America's ass is a great, <laughs> like, setup and punchline. Um, and, like, unlike Infinity War, where, like, if you're joking around in Infinity War, you're wasting time. But in Endgame, you're joking around in the past. Like, you're just going to come back in the present. Your time's not lost. You're fine. To a degree. To a degree. Um, small quibble. Uh, so, yeah. I really liked Endgame a lot. And I love that opening shot with uh, Hawkeye. Best scene Hawkeye's ever been in. Will ever be in. I'm already calling it. Whatever's in the series yeah. that he's in, there's nothing's going to match Nothing's that. beating that. No. No. That was probably the best opening of probably any of the movies. For me. I'd have to think I don't remember. I, well, I would probably yeah. need to like re-see some of the openings, but like it's that's hard to That's a pretty talk. good one. That is a really good one. Um, the Guardians movies both have really good openings. Yeah, because is the opening of the first one, is it when Peter Quill's, like, doing his dance? That's what I was thinking of. It might not actually be the opening scene. It might be, like, the flashback stuff, but... Uh, yeah, I feel like the op- the actual opening of that is him, like, getting abducted by the spaceship. Yeah. And then after, I think the credits is him, like, dancing around. Right. If that was the opening opening, that would be pretty good, too, but... Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So that's number seven, Endgame. <laughs> number six is Ant-Man. With a 78. I'm surprised this one's that high. I For really you. like Ant-Man. I really like this movie. This is when I could see you being like, this is kind of stupid and unnecessary. But I think that's why I like it. And and not to use the same phrasing, but I like how small it is. I like how contained it is. Even though we interact with Falcon at one point when he fights Falcon, um, the movie... It, you know, all, I don't know, I pretty much pick any of the other Marvel movies and it's about, like, a world at least is at stake. Maybe not ours always, but a world is at stake. Arguably a world is not at stake in Ant-Man. Obviously the Yellow Jacket thing, you know, who knows what permutations come out of that. But for the most part, it's just like a technology. And... uh that is the thing I like the most about the Ant-Man movies, is how much smaller the stakes appear to be, literally and figuratively. And Paul Rudd is great as Ant-Man. I like his relationship with his daughter. I like Louis. Louis? Louis, not Louis. Or Louis, not Louis, rather. Yes. Um, uh, Michael Pena, so good. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like uh, Michael, uh, Michael Douglas. I like uh, Evangeline Lilly. Uh I do have my issues with the way her character is presented and, and that whole situation, but I still like that she's the one training Paul Rudd. She's the one, you know, teaching him how to punch, teaching him how to use the abilities, uh, for what that's worth. I like Antony. Mm. <sighs> Antony. Antony. And, I mean, how, how, how does it get any better than, you know, the toy train set? <laughs> Like, that's such a good moment. That was a good scene. It's such a great moment. and That's probably one of the best fight scenes, just because it's... Yeah. It's just silly, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, they do a good job of, like, they're tiny. They pull you down into that world. The music is ramping up. Uh, clearly, they're, like, really going at it. Lasers everywhere, and people are really in danger of getting hurt. And then, like, all of a sudden a train is coming, and you're, think- you're like, you're so entrenched in that view that you're like, oh my god, a train is coming, and then they pull out, and it's just like, 
<laughs> it falls over. Uh, so good. So good. Ant-Man. 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 You just, you just have it ranked this high because you like the theme song. <laughs> doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> that added like 15 points for you, didn't it? Ants. Ants. Ant-Man. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> just so stupid. It's so good. All right. This is the top of my second tier. Yes. And this is Thor Ragnarok. Number five. I gave this a 79. I mean, we talked about it a bit already. It's so fun. It, I think, for me, surpasses the Guardians movies from a pure enjoyment level. Um, maybe not from a jokes level, but from an enjoyment level, it does. I think uh, Hela is a fine villain. She's definitely above, like, the bottom tier. Yeah. But... I think she needed a little more to reach the top tier of villains for Marvel. Yeah. A little overacted. A little. Me. Yeah. Yeah. There's kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. Who plays? Kate Blanchett. I love Kate Blanchett, but I know. yeah. If she had even if she had just pulled it back like a tiny bit. Could have could have been real good. Yeah. There's a lot. But uh, I'm, she seemed like she had fun, so For sure. Yeah. Uh the excursion with Doctor Strange. I like that scene a lot with Loki falling for like fifteen minutes. So good. <laughs> Thor destroying Strange's entire mansion. I'm sure he was thrilled. Uh, the play at the beginning <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's so amazing. Um, yeah. I I like it a lot. Everything that happens on Sakaar is really fascinating, really interesting. Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. The fight between Thor and Hulk uh, has a lot of fun in that. I know this guy. I work with this guy. <laughs> Friend from work. And... I mean, per, the the only, like, new character introduction that I think rivals Black Panther for me is Valkyrie. Yes. Like, she is the best intro, Scott, of the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think she's, her character and her immediate impact on this movie and how she fits in with Thor, how she fits in with Hulk, how she fits in with Loki is... Perfect. Right. Who plays her again? Um. Shit. Now I'm not gonna think of the name. <sighs> yeah. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah. But yeah, she's so good. She just comes like strolling out of her like spaceship and then just drunkenly falls off the ramp. Like perfect. Yes, Tessa Thompson. Yes, Tessa That's Thompson. Right. Tessa so Thompson. good. So good. So good. Number five is Thor Ragnarok. So now we've reached. My upper echelon of MCU films. There are four of them. And uh, there's a pretty sizable gap in rating as well. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I gave this an 86. Wow, high praise from you. Very high. The only reason it is not higher is because of how awful the villain is. I think that's the only thing really holding this movie back. I love... Chris Pratt. I love Zoe Saldana. I love Drax. Uh, Batista. Dave, Dave Batista. Batista. Yep. I love Bradley Cooper as Rocket. I love Vin Diesel as Groot. They, all, all of them together, are amazing. Uh, watching them become a family throughout the course of this movie is so much fun. They are a lot of fun to watch. They are shitty to each other in ways that make sense. Um, their dynamic is at times, unhealthy. 
Uh, their relationships are at times unhealthy, but uh, they grow as a unit, as a family. And when Groot sacrifices himself, you feel it. And it means something. And you recognize that, like, of all of them, Groot has been the one that's, like, the most chill, the most, like, you got, none of, nobody's done a single bad thing. I love all of you. That's kind of Groot's demeanor to yeah. me. Groot just kind of goes along with everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. Groot, go steal that for me. All okay. right, sure. Sure, whatever. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah, like Groot, I love that. The music is fantastic. Guardians movies have the best music, yeah. I think. Uh, everything in the prison is so much fun. I think that, you know, I... I don't know. I, I really enjoy it. It, it, you know, and these are characters that I never heard of before, right? Until this movie, and I, you know, you watch you're half an hour into this movie, and you're like, "These are my friends," <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I would have never heard of any of these characters before if you were like, "Who's Star Lord?" I feel like. What the fuck is a Star Lord? <laughs> Rocket Raccoon? Groot? Nope. Never. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah. It's a really good, really good time. And uh, yeah, the only thing holding it back, villain for me, pretty much. It's a shame. Uh, number three is Captain America the Winter Soldier. There it is! We got there. There it is. Uh, yeah, this is. It's great. Like. You compare it to every other Marvel movie, and with the exception of Captain America, the first Avenger, it's the most down-to-earth, restrained, realistic movie in this whole group. And somehow, that is exactly what it needed to be. Uh, I gave it an 87. And the action, probably the best action in any of the movies... The choreography is fantastic. I think um, as much as I hate Bucky Barnes, um, this movie, most of the movie, he spends it as Winter Soldier, which I'm fine with. I think he's a serviceable villain. I put him in the hella tier, personally. Uh, But uh, he, you know, the, the relationship between Captain America and Black Widow... I love seeing that in this movie. Uh, we get um, Robert Redford as the villain, which is yes. awesome. Like, he's the real villain in this movie. And I love him in this. I would still put him in hella tier, personally. But, like, just the fact that it's Robert Redford is awesome. <laughs> uh, we get a little more Samuel Jackson in here. Uh, and it's a spy thriller. And it is a great spy thriller, even if you removed the Marvel stuff. And then on top of that, you recontextualize it with Hydra and the fact that it now permeates through the entirety of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, how big of a factor that played into not only the movies, but the shows and just the complete breakdown of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, All of that, I think, is great. And um, it was the first movie the Russo brothers did, who would later go on to do Infinity War and um, Endgame, and I... Don't think they ever uh, reached the heights that they got with Winter Soldier, which leaves two movies. Dun, dun, dun. Am I right? Number two, which I gave an eighty-eight, is 
Iron Man. Bam! I did it! Uh, so I'm going to say similarly to Avengers getting a maybe a tiny bump for being the first big Avengers movie. Iron Man probably gets a little bit of a bump for being the first Marvel movie for me. And I think, you know, people talk about the formula, the Marvel formula, and there wouldn't be a Marvel formula if Iron Man didn't do it really friggin' well the first time. And it does it. I I like the villain. Not the best villain, but I like um uh, uh, Bridges, Jeff Bridges. I like Tony a lot. He's not yet really a hero in this movie until partway through. It takes him time to, you know, accept this role. And I think he, Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> it's the best. He is the best casting in this whole thing. And if without him, I think the whole franchise falls on its face. I would agree. I don't know who else makes it work the way he does it you know it did everything it needed to John Favreau directed the movie he's also happy in the movie who I like <laughs> happy's just always nice to see he's just kind of you know I love John Favreau he's refreshing he's warming he you know he, I loved him since like friends <laughs> yes he's so good he's just good yeah uh and you know pepper is has her problems too yeah definitely but uh, Pepper is still... I, she's not just Tony's like side piece. She's not just like the woman waiting at home for him to come back. Right. She's actively doing things, even if they aren't directly, you know, saving the world. She's right. actively involved in his life in a way that I can respect. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The bad Pepper, I guess, which is sort of like <laughs> this first movie... Is still better than a fair amount of the other, like, female yep. co-leads or, like, female main side characters in the other movies. Mm -hmm. For the main hero, anyway. Yeah. I like, I guess, uh, probably the biggest negative I can see uh, to this movie is Terrence Howard. Yes. Oh. This would really... I forgot that Terrence Howard was War Machine to start with. This would really ha probably have a chance to threaten my number one if it was Don Cheadle from the beginning. I don't know if it would quite get there. Of course, probably things would be a little different to, you know, ac accommodate John Don Cheadle. But Imagine if Terrence Howard close. was War Machine in all the movies and they never recast him. No. No. I don't want to. No, that's bad. And, like, I don't mind Terrence Howard as an actor in general, but I don't I'm, like him in this role. No, I'm not fond of Terrence Howard. And I, I think I've made it very clear. I love Don Cheadle. <laughs> yes. I love him. I don't, I don't, they're not quite as far apart for me, but Don Cheadle definitely uh, much, much, much above. So Iron Man. Thanks for the recast MCU. Thank you. <laughs> Two times. They did, they've done it twice and both times it was greatly improving. Yes. Yeah. Imagine the all of the MCU movies with Edward Norton as the Hulk. And Terrence Howard. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, thanks. Probably be like, do I have to watch the rest of these? What if I just don't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you're keeping track at home, uh, Meg was right. I was in right. That my favorite MCU movie is Black Panther. Bam. I gave it a 92. Okay. 
92. So that is the top end of my MCU scale out of 100. Um, for reference, I distinguish 90 plus as like my top whatever number of movies that is. That's a list I curate on my letterbox. And this is the only MCU movie that makes it in. Iron Man was in there for a while before, uh, but it has since fallen a couple of points. And, I mean, just, like, go listen to us talk about Black Panther. I think you can tell that both of us are, like... We love this movie. Obsessed with this movie. And, like, I didn't predict it as your favorite, but I fully expected to see it in, like, the top five for sure. Probably top three. And... Because we caught the end of this the other day, too. On, yeah. Uh, one nice thing about the MCU is that the movies seem to be on TV constantly. All the time. Every night you could find like four of them. Pretty much. Yeah. And I caught the, we caught the end of this one. And I was like, again, this was another one that like completely, we just saw probably the last 20 minutes. But. And it completely like validated the whole thing for me. Yeah. And, and that's one of the weakest parts of the movie. Like the probably, CGI yeah. rhinos, the CGI fighting with the train. Like it doesn't I, look great. No. Re- re- relative to some of the I didn't other have movies. quite as much of a problem with it as you did, but yeah. I, but, but the rhinos I could see for sure, but. But like just the character moments that uh, that populate that last 20 minutes from uh, Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Okoye, their confrontation, to Shuri and Lupita Nyango fighting uh, Michael B. Jordan, and the way. They, the way that Shuri and Martin Freeman interact with each other and his role in all of this, uh, to M'Baku showing up with his tribe and like kind of saving the day when everything seemed lost, to uh, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther uh, taking back what is his. Like, I'm getting excited just talking <laughs> about it. I can tell. Um, and then it, it's capped by this absolute gut punch of Killmonger refusing to be saved and choosing to die. He was so good. Such oh. a good character. Oh, man. It is just... It's unfortunate. It is. And I think... But it's also like, if you... he didn't do that, like what What else is he going to do? It almost right. lessens his character if he's like, okay, exactly. fine. Exactly. Yeah. He's not as good a character if he doesn't make that choice. Um, And and then if you can go back to early parts of the movie, like the entire, you know, car chase scene, that looks good. That is really exciting. The fight scene that happens in the casino is really exciting. Um, The, like, all of, uh, oh, shoot. Um, uh, All of the, just the, the flair, the costumes in this movie are Great beautiful, costumes. brilliant. The music, the score, like the songs are solid. They're not as good as Guardians movies, but like the score, like the underlying like rhythm and stuff, like I love it. And I like that each tribe, like as soon as you see them, you can tell that they're mm-hmm. distinct tribes. Yeah. Like none of them look alike, but mm-hmm. they all look like they belong there. Yes. And they're all very distinctively different looking. Mm-hmm. Like the lady squad. So yes. good. Um, I always like to say that uh, one of the drummers who worked on the score of Black Panther uh, has actually someone is someone I've met in person who has l- slept at the, my grandparents' house multiple <laughs> occasions uh, because he's uh, come to... He and his uh, guy he works with have come to my school 
and uh, or my grade school and would give assemblies and like share like the African instruments that they play, which is so cool. You never told me this. I have a picture of myself with him that my grandma <laughs> sent me that I know I've shared on Discord and um, Masamba Jope. I think I do remember you saying something about it now. Masamba Jope and Tony Vaca. Tony Vaca is a white guy. Um, Masamba is a not white guy. He is a black guy who worked on the movie. And uh, I have that. That little little connection. That's very cool. Connection. Um, So, yeah. I... It is everything I wanted it to be. And more. Uh, Best villain for me. By a mile. And... Um, I know you are kind of a little more lukewarm on Chadwick Boseman, mostly because of his relation relation to like the colorful cast around him. But I love Chadwick Boseman, and movies. I feel like this is one of the times where like you sort of downplayed some of your other feelings. I really like Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just hard because compared to like everybody else in the movie, everybody else in the movie so. The entire cast is strong. It is the everything about the movie is great. Like, Chadwick Boseman is still great in the movie. It's just there's so many other things that him playing sort of, like, Mm low-key almost brings him... It's hard. It's easy to kind of, like, not forget about him, but it's easier for him to sort of even fade a tiny bit in the background compared to, like, Michael B. Jordan. Right. And, like, some of the other things going on. But, like, he's still wonderful. Mm -hmm. So I I think I downplayed him a little bit more than probably I intended to i think he does great and i think you can kind of i kind of see it like even at the end of the movie he still is that he's still much very low-key but i think when you get once he he kind of confronts his dad when he goes under the the becomes a black panther again and after that he's still that kind of soft-spoken kind of guy but Mm -hmm. i feel like his presence is elevated. Yes. When he steps into the throne room the next time you see him, it's like before your eyes will be drawn to other characters because they looked more, you know, lavish, because they were bigger, they were acting bigger, and he doesn't need to act any bigger, and he still somehow, like, draws your attention. Yes. Like, when he came back, like, when we watched the end of the movie and he showed back up and it's all like, I'm not dead. Like, you don't have the throne yet. Yeah. It is mine still. He's commanding. Yes. He is regal. And I love it. Yes. I agree. Ryan Coogler is the name of the director I was trying to think of earlier. <laughs> and he, his sign, like, he and a couple of the other directors from the other movies that are, you know, like Taika, who really put their signature stamp on those movies, uh, I think that is what I want more of. Mm-hmm. And he, Ryan Coogler, I think, did the best job. And that's why it got nominated for Best Picture. Yes. <clears throat> I think it's kind of nice that each for each individual character to have kind of their own vibe of their mm-hmm. movies. Like, Black Panther is very different from Guardians, oh, yeah. which is very different from Captain America, which is different from, like, the Iron Mans. Yeah. But yeah, like, some of the directors, I think, did a better job than others, but I like that each character and their movies feels different than the other ones i appreciate that so those are my marvel movies ranked from worst to best yep um and now it's your turn my turn so it's my turn yep i will uh 
stopped talking for a lot of this and <laughs> didn't plan to go as long as it took me to get through everything. But uh, no. Which is too bad because now instead of drinking all my wine, now I have to talk instead and I can't drink anything. <sighs> my life is very hard. Apparently. <laughs> so, right. so I said your worst movie was going to be Age of, uh, was going to be The Incredible Hulk. Uh, one thing I was going to say is that, oh, yeah, well, course. you were going through yours. Our bottom tier is very similar. Mm-hmm. The, as I would call it, the garbage tier is quite, quite close. Uh, and then from there, there's a lot of, there's a fair amount of things that are close, but then there's some other gaps, some gaps, though our overall rankings are really not that far apart. Like uh, the hundred scale rankings are pretty close. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so your guess on my lowest movie was Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Thunderbolt Ross. Yes, The Incredible Hulk and the Adventures of Thunderbolt Ross, which yes. unshockingly is last for okay. me. It is twenty third. Uh, you gave it a thirty six. I gave it an eight. <laughs> oh boy! I fucking hate that movie. Alright. So right now, as I briefly mentioned when we were first doing this, is... So you have your rankings out of 9,000 movies. Sure. Right now. Yeah. Um, I have mentioned that I... I've seen... Well, the person I was with before I met you did not like movies, generally. Right. He... Anything that was uh, non not realistic, he did not like. He's very literal. Um, so unless it was like a mobster movie, which he was into, or a snowboarding movie, he didn't really care to see most things. So like there was a 10 year period where I didn't really see a lot of movies. Uh, and also my memory is, I'm not super observant to start with. So I kind of generally gloss over most everything and forget about it immediately when it's over. So... The amount of movies I've seen, my rankings, I started doing rankings once I started dating you. Uh, well, I have a, about 186 movies ranked, which is more than I really anticipated. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. There's one movie lower than The Incredible Hulk in my rankings. I would have been able to guess this if it, I wasn't staring at it. Yes. High Life, which got a zero. The only movie I like less mm-hmm. than... The Adventures of Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Hate Thunderbolt Ross. Hated Edward Norton as the Hulk. Anyway. I like Edward Norton as... Edward Norton makes an incredible villain. Not... He does not make a good Hulk, in my opinion. Not into it. Uh, Liv Tyler. Seems like a nice girl. Fucking boring as shit. Awful. Awful. The whole premise of the movie? Not great. You don't even like her voice? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. The fact that we spent an entire week after we watched this movie just making fun of her voice is not great. I feel bad. I'm sure Liv Tyler is a perfectly amazing person. And this is why I always validate this, that like Liv Tyler herself seems, I don't really know a lot about her, but she seems very nice. Yeah. But like I said, she's like the human equivalent of khakis. Like, just in, in this movie anyway, she's just very... Not great. Very... Everything about this movie is not great. The only thing I like about this movie is um, when Ty Burrell appears. Really? Yeah. Oh. I like Ty Burrell. He's fine. 
Well, and also the fact that he's the highlight of the movie says a lot about the movie. It does. Yeah. It does. Okay. So, unshockingly, yeah. The Adventures of Thunderbolt Ross. Big thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, number 22, was Thor The Dark World. So, our bottom two movies are the same. They're flip-flopped, but mm-hmm. they're both the bottom two. Uh, I gave it a 34. You gave it a 29. So, pretty comparable. Yep. Same range. Yeah. It's kind of... Uh, Natalie Portman in this one I felt like was not great. Her character in the first one I felt like was at least a little better than this one. Yeah. This one, yeah, she just kind of really sucked. Cat uh, Dennings was... They ratcheted up the annoying on her character oh. a lot. Like, what, is, what does she need her own assistant for? I mean, it's a joke, and they use it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the whole, yeah, it was basically like the shitty Thor version of like a bad emo band. Kind of like what we mentioned last time. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. I barely remember most of this movie because I was so bored. I'm glad we got a lot of the bad movies out of the way first because otherwise I don't think I would have made it through all of these. And I think you told me that. You're like, you just have to get through the first few and then it'll be fine. Yeah. And you you let me play on my iPad. You let me like do whatever <laughs> else I wanted during the first few movies and did not make me pay attention, which I appreciate. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't good. No. Not great. No. So yeah, Thor, The Dark World. Another thumbs down. So the last one I would say in the trash tier for me is uh, Age of Ultron. Again. Reasonable. Right. You ranked it 20th. I have it 21st. Uh, you gave it 40, and I gave it a 40. Uh, yeah. And the concept of it was fine. The idea of kind of the AI turning, like, uh, self-aware and sort of being deciding he's going to take over the world or save the world from the problem, which is the Avengers. I feel like the concept was interesting. I don't feel like the execution was great. Uh, really glad they got rid of, um, what's Wanda's brother's name? Oh, uh, Quicksilver. Really? Aaron Tiller All I could think of was the Silver Surfer, which is like... That's what, fantastic for. Yeah. Uh, he, I did not like him. I liked Wanda slightly more, so I'm glad they kept her, and I feel like she got a lot better as the movies went along, so that was fine. I'm glad they got rid of her Russian accent, because that was not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was another one where, and one of the things I find, I found interesting about when you were discussing all of your movies is you were very, you were much more intrigued about the Avengers and their effect on the world and them saving the world. I don't give a shit about that (laughs) whatsoever. And I think that's a lot of our, that's a lot of the discrepancies within our rankings is that there's things that you care about that I don't care about. Yeah. Like, you give a lot of credit to the movies that are the first of their style, of their kind. I wouldn't say a lot of credit. But you... But some You credit. give them props for yes. that. I don't care sure. about that. Well, I would also argue that because of the way you watched them, I think you might give them some credit if you had seen them when they came out. Probably a little bit. But did you even see them when they came out? Yeah. Like the Avengers you did yep. still? Yeah. All of them. I think that's fair. I think, um, because yeah. I've only seen all of these once, other than Endgame. Right. 
Uh, and whatever we have caught on TV. Yeah, and all of those have just been, like, the ends. Like, we watched the last, like, ten minutes of Doctor Strange. We caught the last, like, half hour, I think, of Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. We caught the last, like, 20 minutes of Black Panther. Um, but other than Endgame, I don't think there's been any that we've watched, like, a second time. Right. And the fact that what we watched was kind of, like, a big mashup of everything in chronological order. Mm-hmm. So there might be some of the movies... I think some of my rankings would probably be tweaked a little bit if we had just watched, like, each movie as it came out in release order rather than story chronological order. But saying that could have made a difference. Yeah. But, yeah, I think there's some differences in our rankings Approach. based on those things. And also, I'm much more like, I just want to be entertained by the movie. I just want to like the movie. I care much less about, like, I care if it looks bad. Like, Cats looked terrible, and it affected <laughs> my enjoyment of the movie. Mm -hmm. But, like, the rhinos and Black Panther, like, they were on, we caught that part of the movie the other yeah. night on TV, and it didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Like, clearly they were not real rhinos, but that didn't bother me. That didn't affect my enjoyment of the movie. Things like that. Uh, so, yeah, so our garbage tears, I would call it similar comparable um so 21 age of ultron mm -hmm. uh move up i have a kind of large swath that is sort of like shrug tier like these are fine yeah I, f I think i have less tiers than you do i don't really have six i have the very bottom very bad tier mm -hmm. there's a lot of them kind of in the middle range i'm like these are these were good these are fine kind of like you i throw them on the background I don't know if I'm, like, lining right up to, like, rewatch them all again. And then there's a lot that I, like, really liked. So that's kind of my three tiers. Uh, so moving into the eh, shrug tier. Uh, Iron Man 2. Sure. Sure. You gave it a 19. I gave it 20. Uh, you gave it a 51. I gave it a 58. Yeah. This is another so I, one. I, th I can already sense... Outside of your trash tier, a lot of your movies are, are creeping up from maybe a similar ranking as mine, but a higher rating than mine, it seems. Yeah. We'll like, see if that trend continues. My average ranking is like six and a half points higher than yours. Okay. Yeah. Um, my bottom movie is much lower than yours. Right. But I think a lot of mine are higher than mm -hmm. yours i have like a solid middle blob but i have a lot more over 80 i think than you do okay as a whole i really like all the mcu movies like a lot mm -hmm. so a little heavily heavily skewed toward the good end more so i think than you are um iron man 2 is really just forgettable overall it is it was fine i think it's like you said like um I think the villain was a little bit better. Uh, so was, was it Mickey? Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke was, he was a lot. Mm -hmm. He really felt like he had come from a, like a 70s James Bond movie <laughs> and had just sort of gotten taken out of there and like stuck in this movie. I like that. Yeah. He just, he didn't quite, he was sort of like, yeah, the square like peg trying to go in the circle hole. Like he didn't quite go. Uh, and, like, I think you said, like, Sam Rockwell, like, his character by himself, I think, would have been interesting. 
Or even like Mickey Rourke being like a lot lower on the villain chain between the two of them. Maybe more as like a side henchman than like almost like a equal equal tier villain. I think it made Sam Rockwell very forgettable because Mickey Rourke was so much of what he was doing. I would agree that I think it would have improved the movie a little bit if if Mickey had rolled it back slightly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than Mickey Rourke, like a lot of that movie, just whatever. Don't remember it. It wasn't bad. Definitely wasn't good. It was just fine. It was there. The only the only thing I really remember is Mickey Rourke, which isn't great. <laughs> isn't really a, a resounding hooray about the movie. No. But yeah. And another thing I noticed is that I'm much less into Iron Man than you are, which I think came across in our overall discussion. Yeah. That I really liked... I agree with you in that I really liked Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Like, I think that was perfect. But I really felt his specific movies were a lot weaker than when he was in the other movies. Okay. That's a... That's one thing I noticed, too, as we were going through them. That is a bit of a distinction between our rankings, was that I did not like the Iron Man movies as, like, a subset of the other movies, even though I really liked Robert Downey Jr. I liked him a lot more when he was interacting with the other characters. I felt like he was sort of not wasted in his own movies, but, like, I feel like a lot of the intrigue of his characters, his interactions with, like, Captain America, his interactions with, like, some of the other bigger villains and some of the other other people when there was other people on his same level. Mm-hmm. I think that makes him a lot more interesting, whereas I feel like in his own movies, like, it's, like, him, even the other villains, I don't feel like are a huge threat most of the time. It's sort of, like, Robert Downey Jr. is sort of up on this pedestal and then everybody else is running around below him. The closest person, at least through the three movies that we see, is Pepper. Yeah. And... Terrence Howard slash... Uh, Terrence Ho- Howard's way down here, let's be honest. Don Cheadle is much Don higher. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as far as, like, relative importance to him. Yeah. You know, Even, like, like, Happy in those movies, I feel like, is less important than he is in the Spider-Man movies. Even though he's supposed to well, be... Well, but he's... Uh, that makes sense to yeah. me. Even though he's, like, Tony's, like... Head of security. Yeah. I don't know. He goes through a couple of different title changes throughout the movies. But... No, I, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And then, so that was number 20. Uh, So we get to 19, and this is sort of where our rankings skew. Up until now, they've been pretty close. This is the last one that's... There's some of the middle tier that's pretty comparable, but this is, like, the last one where we're pretty close. And then from here on out, it sort of goes all over. Okay. There's some gaps. Uh, So the next one for me, 19, is Thor. You ranked it 18 for you. Uh, you gave it a 53, I gave it a 60. Uh, this was another one where it was it was fine. Um, I feel like a lot of the early movies, I didn't... I feel like the movies got a lot better as they went on, so a lot of the earlier movies for me are a lot lower mm-hmm. than a lot of the more recent movies. Um, so Thor. Thor's kind of like an Iron Man for me. It was fine. Uh... I think I've made it clear that I liked Thor the more the movies went on. I like I like quippy Thor. Yeah. I feel like that suits Chris Hemsworth a lot better. 
Um, I feel like he did fine in this movie, but I like him a lot more in the like the Guards of the Galaxy with the, that crew a lot more in the Avengers movies when he has kind of the other people to play off of. Uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok Thor is like above and beyond, like not even <laughs> close to early Thor. No. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Loki was fine in this one. I feel like that was another character that improved once he kind of had other stuff to do. And this one is much more like, everybody pays attention to Thor, my big brother. Everybody likes him so much more than me. It was very like big brother, little brother dynamic, mm-hmm. which was fine. But, yeah. Mm. Eh. Can you give me an idea of, you said you gave this a 60. Mm-hmm. What does that correspond to, um. relatively speaking? So out of my, what is it, like 186 movies or whatever, uh, 60, 60's in like the 125-ish range. Would you say 60 is like good? No. Would 60 be like average for you? Yeah. Slightly. Yeah, it's kind of like a, the sh- like I said, the shrug. Okay. It's kind of the shrug area. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> like I gave live action Aladdin. The same ranking. Live action Aladdin is a 60. It's right okay. below it. Which is a fun movie. Yeah, it was fun. It was fine. I didn't dislike Aladdin. Sure. It wasn't my most favorite movie I've ever seen. It was fine. Uh, if Beale Street Could Talk was slightly above it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, this is our first really big big discrepancy is the next one coming up next so my 18th movie is iron man which you put it to yeah big difference you gave it an 88 i gave it a 64 yep so again the early movies for me are really forgettable um that's kind of how i am with a lot of things like when i watch tv series i very rarely like the first season the most I very rarely like the first few episodes where they're sort of, like, establishing the characters, establishing things. I'm much more interested in what goes on from there, the interactions between the characters later on and things like that. Uh, so the setup of things is really not not my jam. Not super into it. Um, again, Terrence Howard. Not a fan. Not a big fan. Right. Again, kind of like when you brought up, like... What if Don Cheadle, if Don Cheadle was in this movie to start with, like, maybe it would pass Black Panther for you, would be your number one. I feel like probably, I mean, not that that character's a, it's a semi-large character in the movie, but he's not a huge character. Yeah. Not really more important than, like, a Pepper or anybody else, no. but even if Don Cheadle, I think, had been in this movie, it maybe would have bumped up a couple spots, but um, a lot of, like I said, a lot of the Iron Man villain plots like the main uh bad guy good guy dynamic the main argument points in the movie i don't care about i don't care a lot about the like weapons of war trafficking and that sort of stuff i just don't i don't care about the iron man movies really i don't which is unfortunate because like i really like robert downey jr as the character but his standalone movies for me are just not not into it, which is too bad. Yeah. Um, in this movie, I didn't really like Pepper that much. Like, 
yeah, she worked at his company, but she, you know, she still wasn't super, super good, badass, like, lady character. Someone of Robert Downey Jr.'s caliber, of Iron Man's caliber, I feel like, still. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a slightly above average side piece. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had some issues with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But like I said, early movies, not my favorites. Yeah. I think up until we got past the first Avengers, a lot of the movies, I was like, eh, with like maybe an exception here and there. Mm-hmm. But I think that's also partly why we breezed through the first episode of the podcast and blew out like the first five movies. Right. Before we kept going was well, because a lot of those I was like, I don't care about this. I don't care about that. I don't care about that either. <laughs> <laughs> so this falls into the solid, solidly at the bottom of the, I don't care about this tier. Uh, so next up for me, and actually this moved up. This okay. movie you talked about, I think you had moved down. I mm. had the opposite. I moved it up after we talked about it. Uh, Doctor Strange. Okay. You have it at 14. I have it at 17. Um, before we did this, I think I had a, I had a below Iron Man. I think I might have had a below Thor also. Oh. I scooched up a little bit. Um, you gave it a 63. I gave it a 65. Comparable. Comparable. Um, this was one when we were watching it, I really didn't like it. And it was kind of the same with me with uh, Parasite. was the same thing. Oh, okay. When we watched it, I didn't care for it. I think you knew that. I, I just didn't... I didn't get the appeal as much as everybody else did. I don't think I appreciated it as much as everybody else. But the more I sort of got away from it and thought on it more, the more I appreciated it a little bit more, which yeah. was sort of the case with this. I still really don't like probably the first half of the movie. Okay. Up until he shows up at uh, Tilda, Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Up at her, at her little school, whatever you want to call it. Her little... Probably a third of the movie. Yeah. So probably, the, yeah, the first part of it, I hated. Really didn't like it. Did not like Doctor Strange's character. Did not like um, Rachel McAdams's character. Did not like their interaction. I hated everything about the beginning of the movie. He was just... The point of it, I think, is that Doctor Strange is not a likable character, but they made him so unlikable. I just absolutely hated him. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time liking a movie if I don't care about the character, if I don't like the character. It's yeah. fine if I don't like one of the characters, <laughs> but I have a really hard time if, like, the main character of the movie is the person I do not like. Sure. Um, so kind of once he got there, once we met uh, Wong... Um, <laughs> I like that. I sort of liked as he kind of learned, he got a little more. Got, Zen. Got a little bit of chill. Yeah. Doctor Strange did. <laughs> Slightly took the edge off a little bit of him. Um, I really like the opening scene with uh, Tilda Swinton fighting with, uh, was it Mads? Yes. Mickelson, where all of a sudden, like, the buildings are on its side and they're, like, running up the side of the building. Like, that was interesting. I, visually, I thought the movie was really good. It was mm-hmm. interesting to watch. It was sort of like, I don't know if I liked it so much when I was first watching it because it was such a different dynamic than the other movies. Right. Much more like magic based and like time warpy and like stuff like that, which I didn't really, I think it was such a shift from some of the other movies. I don't remember what movie we watched right before Doctor Strange. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Would have been something. But, but yeah, it was, 
when we first watched it, I remember I wasn't super into it. I didn't really like it. But the more I sort of thought about it, even when we watched the end of the movie the other day, I liked it a lot more than I think I originally did when we watched it. I think it comes after Civil War. That could be a reason I didn't like it as much also. Because I like Civil War a decent amount. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Civil War came and, out in the spring, and this came out in the fall. Yeah. And from, like, going from Civil War to, like, this is very different. Yes. Much more, like, sorcery, like, wizardy <laughs> stuff, which I was like, eh. But, um, I like the idea, I like the end of the movie, where he sort of, like, rewinds everything to go back. I, I, I like more so that he sort of, like, you, you put it, annoyed Dormammu. <laughs> Until yeah. he gave up, mm -hmm. but it was smart. I it kind of it was. I liked the concept of that. It was a smart play that he was just like, I can keep coming back. I'm just gonna keep coming back until, you know, one of us gives, and it's not gonna be me. <laughs> and that's basically what happens. Is he's like, I'm sick of you. We're done with this. Right. <laughs> um, I liked uh, Chewy Tell. Casilius. Casilius. Yes, his character. Um, I like the, I kind of like the idea of him at the end, kind of leaving on not great terms to mm -hmm. sort of, I'm intrigued to see if he pops back up. I don't see how he doesn't pop back up later, but I'm intrigued to see him pop back up later. Um, and then, uh, what was it? Mads? Yeah. What's his last name? Mickelson. Mickelson. Uh, so I'd only ever seen him in commercials for Hannibal. Maybe he's kind of serious. <laughs> I don't remember. I One of them is Cassilius. Maybe it's Mads. Mads might be Cassilius. I think he is. I, was gonna, I didn't think that name was right when he told me, but I was, figured I'd go with it. Mordo? That might be... Something like Chewettle. that. Sure. Mordo. Anyway. So the only thing I'd seen Mad, Mads in before was, like, commercials for Hannibal. And just something about how he looked, I hated him. He, Hannibal's really good. Eh, not for me. Uh, definitely not for you. <laughs> I like that show. Yeah. But, uh, so I was super, like, not into him, but, like, I figured as soon as he showed up on the screen, I was gonna be like, mm-mm, not for me. <laughs> but I actually, I really like, as one of the villains, he's one of my favorites, probably. Oh, okay. Out of the, all of the MCU villains. I liked him quite a bit. He was very, I guess, commanding. Mm -hmm. I think he was very, I don't know, just this whole concept, he was very just, like, nothing seemed to phase him, nothing seemed to bother him. He, was, he just seemed very in charge of what was going on, which I appreciated. He seemed a good match for Tilda Swin and Doctor Strange. Right. So I appreciated that. So this was one that I liked. The more I thought about it, the more I liked it. Thought experiment. If Rachel McAdams in this movie had been Regina George. <laughs> uh, top five easy. <laughs> okay. Can you just imagine, like, Dr. Strange coming home and be like, I'm pissed off, my hands don't work, and her being like, shut up, I don't give a shit. I spilled wine on my favorite skirt. Don't come at me with your problems. Why aren't you wearing pink? Yeah. You didn't even tell me my hair looked nice today, you just come storming in here throwing a fit like you usually do. I really don't feel like Dr. Strange's, like, douchebaggery would have gotten as out of hand. If, she could have uh, reined it if, in. Yeah, Regina George would have, like, put a leash on that real quick. Maybe. Yeah. I, I would pay good money to see a Doctor Strange Mean Girls mashup. Oh, man. What? 
what if Regina George was, like, the main villain, but teamed up with Doctor Strange and he was bad also? <laughs> I don't know. I have ideas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Doctor Strange, 17. Mm-hmm. Bumped up slightly for me. Yep. Uh, so next we have another one, the Iron Man's. Iron Man 3. Luna's believe this is the last Iron Man for you, right? Yeah, I've gotten through all the Iron Mans by now already, and we're at 16. Yep. Yep. Uh, Iron Man 3, I ranked it 16, you ranked it 9th. Uh, you gave it a 73, I gave it a 66. Okay. Meh. Meh. Um, I liked, kind of same as you, I liked the uh, kind of PTSD sort of drunken Tony, who's just sort of, at this point, he's, Tony's had to deal with a lot. I can appreciate that. He's a little... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't imagine, <laughs> like... I don't even know how, what to say about it. I I can appreciate Tony at this point just being like, I'm just gonna drink a lot and have parties. Because, you know what? The world's kind of a mess. Everything's a mess. I'm probably gonna die. Everything's gonna <laughs> break. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot to, uh, not a lot is going right for him. In a, in, a, in a personal scheme, at least. Yeah, mostly that's his own fault. It is. He's, he's a little overwhelmed, I think. He's become so obsessed with all of his 85,000 Iron Man suits. That's right. Yeah, this is like the 25 Iron Man suit things, which I did kind of like that. I like seeing all the different iterations of the Iron Man suit. That was kind of interesting. He's a little toxic. Mm-hmm. He, um... He's gone into the bad place. This is like uh, Iron Man: The Dark World. <laughs> well, I mean, it's better than that. But as a movie, yes. But as yeah. a concept, this is like Iron Man: The Dark yes, World. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Pepper is kind of getting sick of his shit at this point. Yep. Uh, Don Cheadle is sick of his shit. Uh, everybody's a little concerned. Everybody's a little over. Drunken Tony, just fatalistic, bitter, grumpy Tony. Um, I really liked when he was basically like, here's my fucking house. (laughs) Come at me, bro. And then that, like, spectacularly backfired on him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did really like that, though, where he's just, like, standing there like, oh, yeah. And then what's-his-face shows up with his giant floating fortress of missiles or whatever and just blows the shit out of his house. Not a lot of forethought. To Tony Stark. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, when you're drinking, a lot of things seem like a good idea that aren't. Mm-hmm. So. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Uh-huh. But yeah. Kind of like a lot of the Iron other Iron Man movies. It was... Eh. I like this the best of the Iron Man movies. Uh-huh. I still don't particularly like it in the grand scheme of things. Sure. Eh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, next up. Spider-Man. Far From Home. Ranked at 15th. You ranked at 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to 57. I gave it a 68. Uh, again, I, I really like... Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland as Peter Parker. I think he does a great job. Like if I think if this was anybody else playing Spider-Man, the movies would be a lot lower for me. The movies themselves aren't really anything, I guess, to write home about. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really about them that's great that's amazing that's like 
different than a lot of the other movies. I feel like kind of like the Spider-Man Ant-Man movies. Kind of the same level of what's happening, like, what's going on. Uh, just a different character in each one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Tom Holland. Far From Home, I feel like it was pretty weak. The storyline was pretty weak. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Was great. Yes. Um, I really liked the same with you. I really liked him as Mysterio, especially after the reveal that he was the bad guy. And he sort of, like, switched his character. Like, did a 180. I really liked his bad guy character. I thought he did a great job. Yes. From going from a very, like, subdued, like, very serious, I am a superhero, to being like, I'm the bad guy! I'm amazing! (laughs) That was really good. Um, I didn't like the setup for the other movies that are following, or the next movie, I guess, which was the opposite. You were super into it. I am really not looking forward to it. Right. Um... You'll like come around. I don't think I will, but sure. Um, I feel like Zendaya's character took like 15 steps back in this movie. Uh, like the first movie kind of set her up as very like snarky and quippy and like very smart and very like kind of does her own thing. And I feel like a lot of her in this movie was not dumbed down, but sort of like... She became, I feel like, much more of a generic character than what she was in the first movie, which is too bad. Mm -hmm. I thought her character originally was a lot more interesting, and if they had sort of kept her vibe like that a little bit more, I think it would have been a lot better. Um, I feel like the movie was really cluttered. There's almost, like, too much going on. I think if they just focused more on the Jake Gyllenhaal dynamic, if they had more... And like you said, this was like the movie coming out after Endgame. It was sort of a situation, a way for them to sort of talk about that more, sort of the aftermath of what had happened. And they d- didn't really do that, which was too bad. I would have loved if, like, like if, if Jake Joan Hall had been like a bigger focal point, mm-hmm. and if somehow like his relationship to the snap had been an issue. Like, we don't know if it was. Right. Like, he says and lies that, like, he came from a different, like, universe. Right. After the snap. But he didn't. He's an Earth person. And we don't know if he was dusted. We don't know if he wasn't dusted or if he lost people when when everyone got dusted. And, uh, you know, it's... I wish we did. Or if it, you know, if, or if it didn't, or if they can't really work that into his character, maybe a different villain that, you know, was specifically tied to that event in a way that made it a bigger deal. Right. Would have been fun. I feel like there was a lot of frivolous side things in this movie that could have gotten cut out for the sake of putting in more useful things. Like, like that camera falling into the water, stupid scene. You love that scene. Oh, no. Like, the, the two teachers, like, a lot of the, like, hijinks between the two of them, and, like, the overall class trip. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the class trip was sort of a ways of getting Spider-Man to where he needed to be, but, like, a lot of the stuff with that, I felt like, wasn't necessary as much as I liked Ned and Betty's, like, relationship during the course of the movie. Like, it was, it was funny, but it wasn't necessary and if they took that out for the sake of putting in more 
snap repercussions or explanation or something. I would have much preferred that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So I, th- a lot of this movie, like as much as I like Tom Holland, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. It's just, oh, it was lacking. It's gonna be hard. It would be, it would been hard for any movie to come out after Endgame, but this one I felt like had a lot of holes that didn't need to be there. That I think if it they had written the story a little bit better, done something else with it, would have made a lot more sense and been a lot more useful. Yes. So yeah, uh, that was fifteen, fourteen, Captain Marvel. You gave it. You put it at eight. Uh, but our rankings are very similar. You gave it a 75, I gave it a 72. Yep. Uh, I like the concept of Captain Marvel, I guess, but I did not like the execution. Hmm. Which is kind of similar to Spider-Man Far From Home. There was pieces of it that I really liked, but I didn't necessarily like what they did with those pieces. I wish they had done other things. Uh, I like the interaction between... Captain Marvel and um, Samuel Jackson's character, Nick Fury. Yeah. I like the two of them together a lot. Um, I liked Agent Coulson in there also. Certainly not going to complain about the Flurkin. I think we are all probably aware of how much I enjoy the Flurkin. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you're not wearing your shirt. <gasps> it's, I think, in the laundry. Oh. Yeah. But I have a Flurkin shirt for anybody that's wondering. Yes. Uh, but... Even after this movie, I don't really feel like I got a great concept of Captain Marvel, the character. They, like, set up kind of where she came from and, like, who she was before she sort of got her powers and was not abducted, but sort of. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. Kind of manipulated by, uh, what's-his-face's character? Tudlaw. Tudlaw's character, yeah. Um... Like, I really like the idea of her as, like, a Air Force pilot. I think that's really cool. Um, I didn't care as much about the Jude Law, like, that part of the storyline. I just, I wish we had had more focus on who Captain Marvel was and how she, I don't know. I Like, I'm looking forward to her next movie to get more of a idea of her. Because I, really, I still don't really feel like I got a good idea of her character after this movie. No. And I, I think that's fair, but I also think part of that is because she doesn't know who she is, right? Right. Like you spend, I think, what, five years or so believing you are Cree, and uh, that's all a lie. Mm-hmm. And you can't remember the previous 20-some years when you were a human fighter pilot in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And now not only was it a lie, but like they're the bad guys. So, and like that reveal doesn't happen until, you know, the final 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So we don't really get a chance to know who she is now because she doesn't really know who she is now at that point in time. Right. And I almost feel like, and it's hard to judge that her character independently of the other movies for me because they kind of set her up to be like this big piece. Mm-hmm. So we saw Infinity War. In the end of that, we see Nick Fury while everybody's getting dusted, like page her. Yep. And then she gets her movie. You, know, you feel like she's going to be this big part of 
endgame. I don't even really feel like she was. She wasn't, I don't feel like she was any more important than uh, any of the other side characters. Uh, I'd say she's slightly more important than the side characters. Slightly, but not a lot. No one else is going to be able to save Tony floating out in space. No one else is probably going to be able to destroy Thanos' ship at the end. Um, Or if they are, like, nowhere near as easily as she can. Right. Um, But she's that powerful and that, like, important. And I feel like she's in Endgame for not a lot of length of time. And I don't feel like the setup of her character... And Captain Marvel really explains for me, like, why she's this super awesome, powerful being. And that's kind of a problem that they created for themselves. Like, they made her very important. But at the end of the day, Endgame was primarily about, like, the core characters from the first, like, phase of the movies. Right. And and to give her at least enough screen time or agency to make her as important as she appeared to be would have taken away from them. Right. We don't get the resolution to Cap or Tony or any of these other characters that does have earned it at right. that point. Which, which I get, but I just... sucks that they kind of put themselves in that corner. Yeah. The way they sort of set her up, I don't think, was great. Yeah. She almost seems like somebody who should have come around, maybe should have been introduced in Endgame, just as somebody who kind of, they paid, like, Nick Fury just pages her, you don't really know anything about her, and she kind of shows up, and then she gets her movie after Endgame. I would be more on board that. I feel like after Captain Marvel, I care more about Carol mm-hmm. than I did about Captain Marvel. Sure. So, I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So, Captain Marvel eh, is fine. Carol's interesting. Yep. So, I'm holding out hope that Captain Marvel 2 will flesh things out for me a little bit more. Looking forward to that. Yes. Uh, so, that was 14. Mm-hmm. 13. The Avengers. Uh, you ranked it a 10. You gave it a 71. I gave it a 74. So comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it as the first kind of meetup of all of the characters. Uh, I liked the interactions between the characters. That was nice. Um, the kind of storyline of them sort of having to like stop the dick measuring and settle down <laughs> and sort of like come together as a unit to sort of save the universe at that point. I like that idea. Because, I mean, you figure, like, all these superheroes who are, I won't say comparable, Hawkeye, I feel like, is still yeah. kind of sub-tier. Sorry, Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you get, like, a Iron Man, who's this, like, egotistical playboy in, like, a mechanized suit who can sort of do whatever... He's the technology to kind of do whatever he wants against Thor, who's a god. Right. And then a, you get the dynamic of, like, Captain America, who's has kind of super, super strength, some superhuman abilities. Is very, like, by the books. This is how we do things. This is what we should do. Kind of the dynamic of all the characters trying to, like, fit themselves together and get along in a way that makes sense. I liked the idea of... Then you have Hulk, who's Hulk, and at this point can't really be reasoned with when he's Hulk. No. Sort of. Kind of trying to corral him into doing what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, yeah. You know. I I liked seeing all the characters come together. I liked that. I still don't like it as much as some of the, the later movies of all the characters together. I think 
I think all of the characters and all the acting and all the storylines evolved more as the story went on, which I liked. So, but as a starting point for the characters, I like the movie a lot. So it's kind of, it's middle tier. It's Mm -hmm. good. We're starting to get into less of the meh and more into the like, these are okay. I would throw this on TV in the background if I was doing something. Yeah. But I don't know if it's something I would be like, I would want to just sit and focus on it. Sure. You know, you know, focusing takes a lot of attention for me. It does. It's got to be good if I'm going to pay attention to it. Uh, so I was 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another fair-sized gap in our rankings. Yeah. Uh, 12, Ant-Man the Wasp. Yeah. You have it in garbage tier. 21. Practically, yes. Yeah. Um, you gave it a 46. I gave it a 75. Um, and I think this is kind of a where more of the... I just thought it was fun. So I liked it concept comes out. Like, for me, if the movie entertains me, I care more about enjoying a movie for what that's worth than whether it's unique or new or whatever. Like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, like you said, is not really diff- a lot different than Ant-Man. Uh, it sets up the quantum realm. It sort of fleshes that idea out a little bit, which I liked. Um... But the char- the characters haven't really progressed. They haven't really done a lot. But I also like Ant- I liked all the characters in Ant Man. Um, I li- I like Paul Rudd a lot. Paul Rudd himself sort of probably gives this a bump up. <laughs> if somebody else was Ant Man, would I like this movie as much? Probably not. Right. But I like Ant Man. I still like Evangeline Lilly. I like Michael Douglas. I like all their characters. Um. I I didn't really care for the, the ghost mm-hmm. storyline of this one, but I did like Walter Goggins, that character. I thought he was kind of funny. Walton. Whatever his name is. He's the unicorn, as we've seen in some oh. commercials. Yes, that is what I recognize him from. Yeah. That's been bothering me. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> I yeah, know him from Walton something. Goggins. Yeah, I like unicorns. Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe you thought his name was Walter, and in the commercial he introduces himself as Walton. Yeah, probably. That might have uh, thrown you a little bit. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, I didn't really... And part of this movie is that... Well, there wasn't anything that I thought was like amazing about it. There wasn't anything I didn't like about it. Okay. Which is not the case for some of the other movies. This was just a... Uh, it was fine. It was good. That didn't, you know, blow my mind or introduce like a lot of like new things or do anything super great. But I... I liked everything in the movie. And this is your fulcrum. This is your midpoint yep. of the MCU. Yeah, which I think makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still liked uh, Lewis. Lewis is so good. I would take a whole movie with, like, <sighs> Lewis and, like, Happy. And, like, some of the other, like, just kind of, like, fun side characters. Yeah. Just them going on adventures. That would be a lot of fun. I would enjoy that. Yes. Can you imagine, like, a road trip movie with Lewis and Happy? Happy mm. would not be pleased about this. And Happy would be, he would be so miserable. done after, like, the first pit stop. He would be more done than he was in the first Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Who would be, like, the third person that would join them? The first person that Rocket? Came... Uh, I don't think he's side character enough. My, the first person I thought of, and I wouldn't want this, would, is, was Kat Dennings. 
No. But no, 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 no. There's no, got to no, be no, somebody. No. Shuri? What if Shuri went with them? <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah. I can see, like, Shuri and Lewis, like, they having, would get along. like making mixtapes and, like, having a lot of fun, happy just driving the car, just, like, pissed off the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, the dad from the front seat who's, like, <laughs> reaching into the back to separate the kids. And... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I would I would watch that. That needs to be like a That should like be on the short... Disney Plus like shows. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> we need to write to somebody at Disney. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. So middle of the road, Ant Man the Wasp, it was fine. I think I liked a lot too the end of that. Because um, we this came out Right after Infinity War. After Infinity War. Mm-hmm. We watched when we watched the mashup of the movies, we watched most of this movie prior before to Infinity War. Yeah. The only part of this movie that we saw after Infinity War was the part where everybody else, when everybody got snapped. Yes. And you saw at the end when Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer get snapped. Yes. Um, which, yeah, I thought that part was interesting too. Like, well, shit. Mm-hmm. Now what? Yes. But um, I appreciate the setup of the quantum realm. Even though that was, it was fine, but yeah, it was yeah. good. I liked it. Overall, I liked it. Good. Um, at 11, we've Gardens of the Galaxy 2. Do. Do. Uh, you have it 13th. Uh, you gave it a 67, I gave it an 80. Yeah. <laughs> so this is sort of where our number rankings are sort of yes. getting further apart as we go up the scale. I am much nicer about my rankings than you are. Much, yeah. much more generous. But but at the same time, you also describe a movie you gave a 75 to as like, it's fine. Fair. And I gave a 75 to Captain Marvel and I'm like, I really like this. <laughs> yes. So there's you're, a lot of dis- discrepancies in yeah. how we ranked them. You're much stingier with your rankings than I am. Well, you've got like... For me, anything 85 and below is fine. <laughs> but that's crazy, right? <laughs> Like, <laughs> that means, like, 80 points out of your 100-point scale are <laughs> gradations of, like, bad. General okay. shades of gray. Yeah. Yes. Whereas mine is, at least attempts to be more of, like, 50 points, this is a span of bad movies, 50 points, this is the span of good movies. Yeah. And they have different degrees. Yeah, for me, anything below a 50 is <laughs> probably bad, bad. Yeah. Then, like, from 50 to... 80s okay and then like 80 to 85 is decent and 85 and up is good <laughs> okay so we haven't even reached yeah good yet yes exactly I'm, I'm much more i guess i either very aggressively like something or i very aggressively don't like something i'm much less middle tier mm-hmm everything Which is interesting because that's your widest range of ratings everything is fine <laughs> you should just have like everything that's fine. Or well, it's I guess more of the description is that there's some things I if I like something I really like it. Yeah. If I don't so like something I really don't like it. But there's a lot of things I just don't give a shit about that sort of end up in the middle range of things. Yeah. And there's a ranking of like I really don't care about this to like this is kind of okay, but I still don't care. Fair. <laughs> fine. <laughs> this is driving you nuts, isn't it? No. <laughs> I can tell on your face it's that not. it sort of does. It's not. Okay. 
So Guardians of the Galaxy, number 11 for me. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, I really liked... Um, Baby Groot. Well, yeah, Baby Groot was fine. I liked Baby Groot. I like Adolescent Groot a lot. Yeah. Probably more than Baby Groot. Baby really? Groot's cute. Yeah. Interesting. I like sassy Adolescent Groot. You don't like uh, Clueless Baby Groot with the bomb? and. I also really like that. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Uh, I like... Yeah, I like the squad, the group together. I think, I think I probably like their uh, their ensemble. I think the most of the movies. I mean, the Avengers movies themselves are right. good, but they're good in a more serious way. Whereas these are these are pretty funny. Like yeah. you wouldn't expect. Like when you told me, like, oh yeah, Bradley Cooper's a raccoon, <laughs> and then. Uh, who is the tree? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is a tree. He's a tree when it's a baby. He's a tree when it's big. Yep. He's a tree in the middle. Yep. Like. He is a tree in Japanese. He is a tree yeah. in Spanish. The he fact that they just got Vin Diesel <laughs> to agree to do this, be like, well, you're going to be a tree. Okay, fair. All the tree says is, I am Groot. You have and you one need, line. You have one line that you sort of need to come up with different ways that it expresses how the tree is feeling. And Vin Diesel's like, okay, sure. And I mean, he really does a great job. I think he does a really good job, yeah. You can always tell if Groot is happy, if Groot is not happy, if Groot is disagreeing with what Rocket is saying, if he's mm -hmm. just sort of, sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You, you never, did you ever see the Iron Giant? No. Because he voices the giant in that, too. And it's a very similar thing. Okay. So... Yeah. We ever check that out. Yeah. If I didn't know Bradley Cooper was the raccoon, would have no idea. Yeah. Does not sound like Bradley Cooper whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, Really liked uh, Zoe as Gamora. Mm -hmm. she, her character is really fun. I like her a lot. Uh, I like her interactions with... Uh, Star-Lord. Star-Lord. My buddy, Peter Quill. Yeah. Star-Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I still, all I can picture is Star-Lord is like, if Andy from Parks and Rec got abducted by aliens, <laughs> and the, then April is sort of like Gamora, a grumpier version of Gamora. It's not, it's not too far from the yeah. reality. Kind of like if they took Parks and Rec and turned it into space aliens, that's, I feel like this is what you would get, kind of. Sure. A little bit. Uh, Groot would be Ron. <laughs> uh, Rocket could be Aziz Ansari. Or... Maybe vice versa. I feel like Ron needs to be someone who's like kind of crankier. Yeah, but I don't know. Who Aziz else. is sort of oblivious. He could be um, Drax. Maybe. Yeah. There's no Leslie. No. No, none of them are enthusiastic it's, enough yeah, that, to be that Leslie. Side of the Ron could be Nebula. Perhaps. Nebula kind of hates everything. I feel like. But she has like a bond with April. Mm -hmm. Ron and April have a bond. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that could work. Sure. We have a thing. Mm -hmm. the, the kernels of an idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this movie's fun. I don't care as much about ego and that whole thing about Peter sort of being one of ego's, like, 80 bajillion children where he's trying to, like, I don't know, get more power or whatever he's trying to do. I still don't quite get that whole 
<laughs> storyline a lot. Yeah. It was odd. It was fine. I liked, kind of like what you said, I liked a lot more the idea of the Nebula Gamora storyline. I right. wish they had given that as kind of a little bit more equal footing, especially kind of going forward since Nebula becomes much more of a integral part of the group of the, the good guys, quote unquote, than she does later on. But but yeah, the the collection of them, they're, I like their movies. They're sort of like Ant-Man. I like Ant-Man. Yep. I like the group of characters in Ant-Man. I like mm-hmm. group characters in Guardians of the Galaxy. There you the go. Movie. It's fun. Just all I require in a movie, really. <laughs> uh, next, number 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. You put it at 11, so yep. comparable again. You gave it a 70, I gave it an 82. Sure. Yeah. Some of, I feel like uh, I feel like this could maybe get bumped down a little bit. Okay. Um, though, then I also think about it, and I'm like, no, this is probably fair. <laughs> so again, really like Tom Holland. I agree with you that I really like Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. He's very he's just a normal guy, but he's very foreboding. Like that whole um the scene where they're sort of when he goes to pick up what's her name to go to the dance and he's like, "Oh shit." Yeah. And sort of the whole like cat and mouse game between like him and Michael Keaton and then Michael Keaton kind of realizes also oh, who he is. Right. And the whole the car ride to the dance and it's just like, "Oh shit." Yeah. Oh shit. Ooh. Oh shit. Like just that whole scene is great. Um But yeah, the Tom Holland as Peter Parker I think is excellent, really good. Um I really like Aunt May. Oh yeah, I didn't really talk about her, but no, uh, Marissa Tomei. I mm-hmm. think she, I think she makes a good Aunt May. I like the con, like the, I like that she's more of a like a younger aunt in this like series, whereas in the I think I don't know if it's in the both, comics in the original one's kind of like older. She's older, yeah. Um, I I like this concept of Aunt May better. It's just sort of her by herself, for whatever reason, with Peter Parker. I like that it kind of gives them a better connection. It sort of makes her character... I care about her character more than I would if it was just, you know, more like a grandmotherly type character to him. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that lets her interact a little bit more with the rest of the storyline than she probably would otherwise. I can't really see a grandma running around in the world of Spider-Man. But I could see Marissa Tomei and this Aunt May getting more involved a little bit somehow. Does it help that Aunt May rhymes with Tomei. <laughs> that doesn't doesn't do anything for you. No, but thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for that input. Um, That's what I'm here for. Yeah, great. Um, I liked Happy a lot. Again, I like John Favreau. I like that kind of he gets more to do in this movie. Uh, he got a decent amount to do in Iron Man three, mm-hmm. but I sort of like more. You see, sort of. He's sort of the, not the straight man necessarily, but kind of like the, like, come on, like, Peter, you're supposed to be doing this, and you're supposed to be doing that. Like, don't call me. I don't care about your stupid crap. Like, just please <laughs> leave me alone. Right. Basically, like, Tony's like, go, go watch our buddy Peter. See what's going on. Happy does not, he's like, I'm not a babysitter. I don't want to do any part of this. So their interactions, I think, were good. And I really like their progression kind of as they got to end game as they got further along um 
That was a lot of fun. Um, I like Zendaya a lot more in this movie. I liked Ned and Peter Parker. I like that the two of them sort of got to interact more in this one. And that Ned found out pretty quickly, like, that Peter was Mm Spider-Man. I think that's interesting. Um, That's another kind of bummer. I feel like they sort of took took him away a bit more in Far From Home because he was just busy hanging out with Betty. Like, he was... He was much too busy to be worrying about. Like, you know your friend is Spider-Man. Right. And you, like, you don't give a shit, basically, like, in the second movie. Yeah. Nothing about anything he's doing is really like, oh, yeah, like, let me help you. Like, all this stuff's going on. He's very like, I'm a middle-aged man running around with my <laughs> wife. So, yeah. Right. But a lot of, I like a lot of this movie, and I feel like it sort of degressed going into the next movie, but as a first movie, I really like this one a lot for his character. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping hoping if we, when we get to the third one, the vibe is a bit more like this. Yes, please. So, we'll see. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, so I had mentioned earlier, that was number 10. Mm-hmm. I mentioned I felt like the Spider-Man movies were pretty comparable to the Ant-Man movies. Yeah. And uh, number 9 is Ant-Man. There you go. Uh, you have it at 6. So we have it at six and nine. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, you ranked it at 78. I gave it an 84. It's pretty close. Um, again, kind of going through some of these movies a second time. Really like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, I think, is a good fit. Uh, since Ant- I couldn't really... I don't think I could see Paul Rudd as a superhero if he wasn't playing Ant-Man, if that makes sense. Like if Paul Rudd was... Captain America. Yeah. No. I don't know, yeah. Even as, like, a, a Tony, he doesn't... He's a little bit more of that vibe. But even that, I don't really... I don't see the two of, you know... I don't think I could take him seriously. And I don't feel like Ant-Man is as big of one of the superheroes as the other. So I don't... I feel like I don't need to take him as seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, he can do some... He can shrink and he can get big and he can do some cool stuff. Controls ants. Yeah. But a lot of this is sort of him, like, bumbling around trying to figure out what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. Yeah. I think it, it was fun. I like that Michael Douglas was sort of the puppet master of all that sort of planned mm-hmm. the whole thing of him being Ant-Man. Partly so Evangeline Lilly wouldn't be in danger, even though she's dating douchebag what's-his-face or whatever, his assistant. I don't know what she was. Yeah. This was one, another one of the villains I didn't care for, particularly. No. He was just sort of like a... I feel like he was just one of the Iron Man villains. Just some rando guy who wants to have some power. Yellow jacket. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> Not into that. But I really liked... I like that Ant-Man used to be like a thief. He kind of got out of jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that he really likes his daughter. I sort of like the interaction with him and his like ex-wife and her new husband. And like the whole fam... That whole family dynamic... I think that that is interesting, especially toward the end of the movie. He's basically just like a second part of the, like another part of the family. Like he's just as much ingrained, I feel like, in that group as everybody else is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I like, I like, Ant-Man's one of the characters when I, you know, saw the movie coming out. I'm like, Ant-Man, <laughs> like, who cares about this? Like, who is, like, why? Yeah. We have so many other superheroes where we need an Ant-Man for. Like, what's what's so great about this guy? But I feel like a lot of a lot of the draws Paul Rudd, really. 
I think he does a nice job with it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think this is another one of the ones where if Paul Rudd was not the person in the movie, it probably would be a lot lower. But overall, I think the movie's fun. Donald Glover appearance. Is it this one? Or no, he's uh, in Spider-Man. He's in the Spider-Man. Yes. Forgot that, though. That was yeah, another part I liked about Spider-Man. Yeah. Nice. Random cat burglar. Or <laughs> car thief or whatever he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Glover. Good times. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Ant-Man number eight. Uh, number nine. Number nine. Number eight is Guardians of the Galaxy one. Uh, you put it at four. You gave an 86. I gave an 85. There you go. Yeah. Good. Fun. Uh, like the introduction of all the characters. Kind of like the same as you. I liked all of them running into each other and not getting along and then sort of having to get along and, uh, Drax. Didn't really mention Drax a lot in the other one, but for Dave Batista, yeah. I to be honest, I don't really have high expectations for Dave Batista to do anything, but Fair. he's he's pretty good as, at Drax. Yeah, very like very well cast. Yeah, very. Uh, I don't even know how to describe his character. Nothing goes over his head. He jumps and catches <laughs> it. Just so like literal, yeah. so like deadpan about everything, mm-hmm. like. He does a really nice job. Drax is really funny. Yeah. Um, Rocket, Rocket and Groot, like, like <laughs> I would love to see like how the two of them originally met and like, like how do you interpret I am Groot? Yeah. Like Rocket very clearly knows everything that Groot is saying, even though to us it just sounds like I am Groot. Rocket has full conversations with him. Is like, no, I'm not doing that. I am Groot. That's not even going to work. What are you talking about? <laughs> I am Groot. Now you're just being ridiculous. Like, Well, I mean, of- even you see, like, in Guardians 2, uh, or, or not Guardians 2, in, in, in uh, Endgame, when, like, they're in, or Infinity War, <laughs> Infinity <laughs> yes. War, when they're interacting with adolescent Groot, mm-hmm. you know, the whole Guardians team, like, reacts when he says something, because now they understand him. And when Thor is on their ship, he's like, oh, yeah, I took a class in, you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. language group talks. Right. You know. So, like, it's it's neat to see the, that sort of yeah. connection. Right. Um, I liked... Uh, I liked Gamora. I liked that Gamora was very, like, self-sufficient, very, like, whatever, like, daughter of Thanos. Doesn't kind of need a, a man. No. Does not... Does not care for Peter Quill and his pelvic sorcery. No. Nice try, Peter Quill. <laughs> um, and some of the, like, you got the iconic scene of, like, Star-Lord, like, dancing. Mm-hmm. Dancing around the planet. Singing just... with that little rat thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, punting aliens across the, like, planet and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was just, it was really fun. Um, I liked how it was sort of self-contained or sort of, you know, introduced us to Thanos a little bit and sort of got us a little bit off on that trail. But for the most part, it was very, it was very different, very like out in space. Like Thor was a little different in that he was a god. So it was taking place on Asgard, Asgard not on Earth. And this was sort of the same concept, sort of like an alien movie almost in the MCU. But it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I thought they did a, a nice job with it. Yeah. All the characters, as strange as the characters are, and as, like, 
oddball group. They kind of, they all interact well with each other. Uh, the storyline, I think, was interesting. But yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot. The Guardian, yeah. I am I'm very excited for the next Guardians movie. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so number eight, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, this actually... This is the only movie we have ranked in the exact same spot. We have, like I said, our bottom tier was all very close, but they were all about one-off. Yep. Um, our middle tier is a little all over the place. Uh, we have a couple other movies that are like one-off from each other. We have a fair amount of those. But this is this is the only movie of the 23 that we have in the same position. Yeah. Endgame. Mm. We both have it at number seven. Uh, though our ranking, again, you gave it a 76, I gave it an 86. Sure. Um, I still, I liked Endgame a lot. Um, but it was one where I think, like, the first time I saw it, I feel like it's one of those ones where each time I see it, it's gonna drop a little bit. Mm. Um, I really liked it as a ending, as kind of like a bringing the pieces together of the other movies. But I almost felt like it had so much going on that it was not hard to appreciate at all, but I almost wish it had more space. I felt like it had to go so quick and pack so much into it. And it was a long movie to start with. Mm -hmm. It's, what, three three hours and 15 minutes? It's long. It didn't feel long when you're watching it, but it's a long movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I want to say that it should have been divided up into to two movies because it's almost like Infinity War is almost like the first half of the movie. Right. Really. Um, I liked, I appreciated how it called back to a lot of like iconic scenes earlier in the films. Like you get the Captain America elevator fight scene. You see Peter Quill dancing around like the introduction to him where yeah. he's dancing around on the planet. Um, you see when they're trying to, you know, get Loki together. Um, you see back, even to just Infinity War, the dynamic with Black Widow and Hawkeye mm -hmm. to get the ones the Soul Stone versus Thanos and Gamora to get the Soul Stone. Right. There's a lot of callbacks, but I almost feel like so much of the movie is callbacks to pieces of the earlier movies that that takes up a lot of space. It's a hard balance, I think, to move the story along and also to do fan service of everything. You know, everything that had happened. Right. I feel like they do a good job of that. But I also feel like there's little little pieces of it when you look at it more that I wish had been more fleshed out or more thought out or could have gotten a bit more breathing room. Mm -hmm. That with all just trying to cram all of this stuff in, I think is isn't it's not problematic but it's just a lot it's a lot of stuff like the funeral scene with tony is like the ending of the movie is great the even the final fight scene is great mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of it leading up to that is rushed just okay. to kind of pack stuff in yeah which is fine and then so i feel like some stuff could have been well more thought out like ant-man getting coming back because of the like a rat hitting the button mm -hmm. just like stuff like that which are minor quibbles, but they sort of keep it from being higher, which I think it could have been if they had, you know, 
had struck a little bit of a better balance between calling back to some of the old movies and some of what was going on now. Because I really like the concept of them being like, okay, well, how do we fix this? Well, we go back and get all the other stones. Right. And I really liked the beginning of the movie of them going and finding Thanos, sort of collecting up the other characters, and then Thor just basically, like, freaking out, just, boom, chopping off his head. Like, the opening scene with Hawkeye is just... Right. One of the best scenes in all 23 movies for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. So there's a lot of the pieces that are really good, especially the beginning and the end, and I feel like a lot the middle is a little... kind of... I don't want to say it's thrown together, because I don't think it is, but I feel like the end is very well done and very big, and I feel like the beginning is very big and very well structured, but I feel like there's almost too much in the center to kind of get all of the stones back again, that that, I wish that could have been somehow given a little more space for each scene of them going back. And you think or that concept of it, I guess. Further revisitations of this movie are going to kind of emphasize those ele- those things that you kind of don't sit well with you. I think so. You I know. kind of get that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like this is one I want to watch again. But even from like when we f- the first time we watched it in the theater to the second time, it was nice because I could sort of concentrate more on like I knew parts that were coming up. Right. I feel like part of the appreciation of the first one was like seeing it like oh the elevator scene oh this oh that oh yeah this oh yeah that and like the portals opening up and like nothing's gonna take away from the first time seeing hawkeye's fam like seeing hawkeye turn around his family's gone yeah like that's like you do that once and it was still good the second time but like there's nothing that's gonna be like seeing that the first time or even just the portal opening up the first time like, it was still great the second time. I was still like, yes, the portal's gonna open. Here they all come. But On your left. <laughs> so good. So good. So there's a lot of this movie that I really love, but it doesn't quite go together exactly how I wish it would. Okay. But still, really great. I really liked it. Uh, it was. It satisfied me as a ending, I guess. Much more than a Far From Home did. Of course. Yeah. But, but yeah. Or a uh, Rise of Skywalker did. Oh, yeah. Take some notes, Star Wars. <laughs> Take some notes. Oh, boy. Uh, and so this is kind of another section where we see some differences. So for you, I think you appreciated Iron Man and his movies separately much more than I did. Yeah. Whereas for me, that's Captain America. Mm-hmm. Captain America is my Iron Man. I think it's kind of interesting that we, you have those two main, kind of basically the two main characters of all the movies, I would yeah. say, who are very different, mm-hmm. very different. And you're much more attached to one, and I am much more attached to the other. It's true. Which I think is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so your Captain, your Captain America movies are not, I wouldn't say they're all low, but they're lower than I have them. On average. On average, yeah. yeah. Uh, So we get to the first one, for me. Yeah. Top six movies, half of them are Captain America movies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I made made it fairly clear when we were going over them that Captain America is my favorite. Yes. I like Captain America a lot. 
Maybe not my favorite, but of the core Avengers, he's my favorite. Sure. He's, like, easily. So number six, Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for you, this was 12. Um, you This was your 69. I gave it an 88. So this is kind of, I think, from... Even Gar- I think Gardens of the Galaxy up. Like, these were all movies, if they were on TV, I would sit and watch these movies. Like, focus, like, be interested. Yeah. Maybe not focus, but, like, as much as I focus on something. Sure. These are ones where I would be like, ooh, this is cool, this is on, I'll watch this. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, nah, I just want TV noise in the background of what I'm doing. Yes. Throw the TV on. Um, but, yeah, so Captain America, the first Avenger, I think... When we talked about it before, I kind of liked the... I liked the World War II vibe. I sort of like that time period, I think, for movies. That sort of dynamic for movies. I'm into that. Um, I really liked Cap's character. Uh, kind of like you said, kind of him going from, like, the scrawny sidekick of Bucky's. Right. To kind of being a... Kind of doing his own thing. Kind of, like, persevering. Like, you just get a very solid concept in this movie of who Captain America is like as a person mm-hmm. the jumping on the grenade like um, his interactions with Peggy his interactions with like the other people with Bucky with everybody else how he just he is such a good person he wants to be able to do something but he's just so like scrawny and sickly and whatever that he he really as hard as he tries like He's not going to make a great soldier. No. He's just not. He would be much better suited for some sort of office position in in the army, probably. <laughs> Until they realize, like, this guy's awesome. Yeah. We need to make his body match the insides. Right. So, ta-da-da-da. Now he's sexy. Buff Chris Evans. <laughs> America's ass has been developed. Uh... Yeah, and even then, like, so you go from scrawny Cap to bulked-out Cap. Exact same dude still. Oh, which yeah. Which I appreciate. I really like that. Um, I think Peggy. Peggy is... So I didn't, didn't watch um, her TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a bummer that she didn't really get more screen time, I guess, in the movies. Because after this one, even, really, she's not... We just see. because of what happens with Captain America, like, he gets frozen... Right. He, you got to catch up to the rest of the timeline. Yeah. So you sort of lose you lose her character just out of necessity, which is too bad. Yeah, we see old her in, in I think Winter Soldier. Um, we see her as a flashback in, in Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, we see, and then of course when we see her in Endgame. Right. But. But it's it would have been interesting to sort of see her in like a, a like a '60s movie, almost like a. I don't know if this is what they're doing in Black Widow, but Black Widow kind of has that Cold War vibe, like Russia. It'd be interesting to kind of see Peggy like 10 years from this movie, sort of what she's up to, mm-hmm. which is too bad. But her, I feel like her and Cap are great. The two of them together are so good. Yeah. Probably two of the best. Like Pepper and Tony are great. And this is probably one of the best duos in the movie of love interests, I suppose. Um... I appreciate Sebastian Stan much more than you do. <laughs> uh, in this movie, he's you know he's not as important as he is in some of the later movies. They sort of develop the friendship between the two of them, but 
his character itself, you know, he's not any more important necessarily than some of the other side army characters that you see going on their missions, but... Not that we know of at yeah. this point. Um, I liked the sort of Nazi Hydra thing. That sort of thing that kind of comes up later. I liked Red a lot Skull. of... Yeah. Like the villain arc, like the kind of World War spy, that sort of concept of the Captain America movies, I liked a lot more than the sort of technology villains of the Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Even though that was it's sort of the same idea. It's all sort of like war-based. Right. But I like a lot more of the olden vintage war vibe that Captain America has than the kind of modern war vibes that Iron Man has. I really like Chris Evans. Like he He's another one of the people who's like perfectly <laughs> done with his... It's hard to imagine someone else as his character yeah. at this point. Some of the other people you could maybe be like, oh, maybe this person, maybe that person. But I feel like he does a good job. I'm a fan. I enjoy... Cap- I am also a fan. Yes. Uh, so... Captain America, the first Avenger, number six, closely followed by Captain America, the Winter Soldier, at number five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you had it at three, which, again, I was, like, baffled <laughs> yeah. that you had it this high. Um, you gave it an 87. I gave it a 91. So comparable scores again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess kind of the same deal. Um, I liked the... I liked a lot more of the dynamic between... The loyalty, I guess, that Cap has for Bucky, even though, you know, he hasn't seen Bucky in forever. Bucky sort of got lost the same same way he did, really. Yeah, he fell off the train. And... Yeah, Bucky sort of fell off the train. Cap kind of flew off into wherever he went. What did he do at the end of the Wanna... movie? I don't remember if it was the Arctic or the Antarctic or... He ended up somewhere frozen also. Yes. Lots yes. of lots of frozen tundra was happening in uh, Captain America. Oh, yeah. Much ice to freeze people in. Um, but yeah, I liked Bucky reappearing. I liked the idea that they had sort of... Hydra, whoever had taken him and sort of made him into this, like, evil... It was like a mind-twisted sort of... Uh, not. hypnotized kind of yeah yeah sort of had like this mind control over him and had sort of been like all right well we took we found this guy (laughs) and it sort of like morphed him into this bad dude through like mind control and it's sort of like mechanized part of his body i assume that got damaged when he fell off the train and right he's kind of a mess a little bit he's a little bit like a earth version of nebula i almost feel like where maybe they didn't start out as a bad person but sort of through the things that happened to them and the people they were interacting with sort of turned that way it's a fair fair assessment yeah even though you kind of see throughout as they kind of go that they're they're not really bad people they're not great but they're not they haven't totally been turned to the dark to the dark side um i like the interactions with Cap and Bucky sort of at the end when they finally confront each other and they're fighting and Cap's basically like I'm, I'm not gonna kill you like we can keep doing this but I'm not gonna fight you so mm-hmm. um, I like the reveal of the Bucky is the one who is it in this one or is it in Civil War where they find out what Bucky did um, I think we see it in Civil War 
I don't know when Cap knew about it already. Right. I don't know when Cap found out. Yeah. But. But yeah. But again, like the, I like the Captain America character, so I like his movies. Makes sense. I am a fan. I follow that logic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is another one that we have one spot away from each other. Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. I have it at four. You have it at five. Sounds good. <laughs> I have it at four. You have it at five. You gave it a 79. I gave it a 92. <laughs> yup. Yup. <laughs> this is actually tied with the next movie. Mm. So I think this is the only... Those are the only two movies I have... I gave the exact same ranking to. Did you... I think partly because I was trying to not... I was trying to give them all different rankings. Sure. But these ones were close enough and I liked them both enough that I didn't really want to... When I was comparing it to other movies in that same area. Had to be where it is. They needed to be where they were. Now, how did you rank these one on top of the other? Are they effectively both third? Or Uh, are you actually putting one ahead with some sort of tiebreaker or something? I had put the other movie ahead of this one. Okay. We can talk about how that came to be when we get to the next one. Sure. I don't know if I know how it came to be. I think well, I just decided that was well, what, what I was doing. I, well, I, I want to know what made you decide. Shrugs. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Ragnarok. So, yeah. this was one we saw the end of it on TV the other day, and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. This is good. This is where this belongs. Taika. My man Taika. So good. This was just... This movie is just fun. The whole thing is awesome it's just like all there's nothing about this that's not fun except maybe the very end of it that's not really fun well that's that's depressing but uh, (laughs) that's all right um it's a lot is going on but it all really works somehow Mm -hmm. and it's just sort of like there's enough like zany stuff to make it really funny without it being like too far-fetched and too out of like character and too out of the mcu universe so you get the you get the play at the beginning which is hilarious like so funny like i could not picture loki doing anything other than this like this is this is peak loki (laughs) like i'm gonna pretend to be my dad i am in charge here I'm going to make a play about how awesome I am, how Thor's kind of a dink, and really I'm the best one. (laughs) All of Loki's dreams are coming true. Peak Loki. And then, like you said, you get later on, when they're on Jeff Goldblum's planet. Sakaar. Sakaar. Banana sandwiches. Like, just (laughs) insane. Like, what is happening here? So you get Hulk. We find, finally find Hulk. He's sort of been missing for... When did he fly away? What movie was it? Ultron. Yeah, he's been gone a while. Uh, So yeah, so you... And you get kind of Thor out here, like, oh, whatever. He's Thor. He's a god. He gets captured. So you get the introduction of Valkyrie, who's awesome. I probably, as a female character, I think I like her more than Black Widow, who I like a lot. Oh, yeah. But... Valkyrie's awesome. Love her. Such a good character. 
and Tessa Thompson's great. Yes. Few few introductions to a character are better than her, like, barging out of her, drunkenly barging out of her spaceship, like, fucking caught you, and then falling off of her ramp. Excellent. Perfect. You get Thor sort of in his big, the battle royale, like, whatever. I'm a god, I'm gonna go fight, fight this, you should be fine. And then he's like, oh, Hulk! I know that, he's my friend! And Hulk's just... Like, has been there for however long he's been there, and now he's, like, god of the war arena, and he's so (laughs) into it. Oh, yeah. He loves it. He's become slightly more self-aware at this point, which is nice. Mm -hmm. He's still very hulkish, but he can can communicate a little bit. He sort of reminds me of a mashup between, like, Drax and Groot. Mm -hmm. And Hulk, kind of. Yeah. Not, Not great at talking. Not super... Not super bright. A little sulky. A little, like, adolescent Groot. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I like her. I don't like you. <laughs> I like everybody likes me, and I just want to keep fighting because everybody likes me. Yep. I'm down for it. I have all the friends. Everybody likes me. It's a good time. And then kind of the end of the movie where he sort of turns back into Bruce Banner, and Bruce is just like, what is, ha- what is going on? What is happening here? Yep. Like, it's, I don't know. And the final fight scene... So good. Insane. The immigrant song. Yeah. Dun, 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 There's parts dun, of it that dun, it, sh- dun. it seems like it shouldn't work when each of the characters sort of gets their slow-mo, like, <laughs> yeah. running into the battle. But it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like it should be, like, way too much. But it's not. And, or even, like, even when Thor all of a sudden's like, when Hell's like, what are you the god of? You suck. You, the god of whatever. And he's like, uh. And then all of a sudden he just, like, becomes illuminated with the lightning and just, like, starts lightning blasting everything. Should be kind of ridiculous. It is a little ridiculous. But I still like it. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk just <laughs> goes oh jumping out of the spaceship, like, you want to know who I was? And just, like, splats onto the bridge. <laughs> so stupid. So dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then, and then even when he's as the Hulk, and he's trying to fight... Trying to fight, like, the dog or the big wolf thing or whatever. Or, uh, but I was gonna say, um, the giant fire demon guy. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm gonna beat him up! And it's like... Giant monster! Stop Hulk it! Hulk smash! You're like, no! Don't, no don't smash. Hulk smash no that, smash. yeah. And he still tries to, like, fly up there and, like, beat him up, and the <sighs> fire monster's like, what is happening here? <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on, but it it's just good. All yeah, of it is good. It's all good. Yeah. The only, like, Hella's a little, Hella's a little much. Hella <laughs> could have rolled it back. As far as a concept, like, a vibe of the rest of the movie, I get it. The yeah. whole movie's kind of a lot. She's a lot, a lot. Like, if she had kind of toned it back, like, two notches, I think it would be perfect. But she's still great. If she's the worst part of the movie, that's not a You're bad in a thing. Good spot. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I don't even know if she's the worst part of the movie, but... Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Ragnarok, number four. Uh, next up, big discrepancy. This was the one where I was like, oh, okay. Number three, Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Three for me, 17 for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get a 55. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 92 again. I really like Civil War. Why is it above Ragnarok? 
Uh, so despite the appearance of Thunderbolt Ross, which seems like it should <laughs> that automatically... That seems like makes it the tiebreaker below it. Yeah, it should almost. automatically put it in garbage tier. <laughs> so that should tell you how, mu- how much I like the movie, that Absolutely. it's still that high, despite Thunderbolt Ross's fucking appearance in the middle of it for no <laughs> no reason. Yeah. No reason. Yeah. Just there to piss me off, mostly. Pretty much. Um, I liked that it was more about... I liked the concept of the movie a lot, that it was about, like, you know, you guys are, well, you're trying to help, you keep causing all this destruction, you keep messing all this stuff up, you sort of do whatever you want, and, like, that has ramifications, and sort of the concept of, like, well, should you just get to do what you want? Should there be regulations? Like, what should we do here? And I really liked the interaction between Tony and Cap, and for me, I really liked how they were, for me, on opposite sides of the argument than I anticipated seemed like they should be. Mm-hmm. If anything, I feel like Tony would have been like, we're superheroes, like, we can take care of it. There might be, you know, might break a few plates and dishes along the way, you know, destroy some cities, yeah. might be some fatalities, but in the grand scheme of things, we're doing a good thing. You gotta, gotta crack a few eggs to make it up. Yeah. Whereas you feel like a Cap would be like... By the book, you know, there should be rules, there should be regulations, there should be protocol, mm-hmm. there should be stuff to follow. And they were the exact opposite on this one. Right. Tony, I think, was fine, was sick of feeling responsible for all the bad stuff that had happened. Partly because of him. Right. Whereas Cap was more like, we are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know? If like, we're not... We need to stop everything. Yeah. We need to have the authority to be able to do what we need to do to make sure that Right. Bad stuff doesn't happen. We we are good enough people. We are righteous enough people that we we can take care of this ourselves. Like we know the difference between right and wrong. Like we don't need somebody else to tell us what we should and shouldn't be doing. Um and I sort of I liked the kind of splitting up of the characters on either side. Mm-hmm. Um I liked the big fight scene at the airport. Sure. Uh, the introduction, like, the kind of the Peter Parker and the Ant-Man, who are two of the, or two of the, not interchangeable characters, but are similar a little bit, I feel like. The analogs. Yeah. Yeah. I like the interaction between Peter and Cap, based on where they're from in the city. Mm -hmm. I liked that uh, Ant-Man was sort of happy to be there. Happy, happy to be invited. Yeah. Like, I'm a superhero now. That's kind (laughs) of cool. That's neat. Mm -hmm. Um... I liked the um, I liked the reveal to Tony of what Winter Soldier did. Yeah, I think that was good. Brought up some more uh, divisiveness between the two characters. Um, I liked the introduction of Black Panther. That's, of course, absolutely. That gives it like freaking ten points right there, at least. <laughs> um, I like the beginning of the movie where they're sort of at the UN and. The whole explosion and everything that goes on from there. Um, I liked that Black Panther was sort of... Like, the fighting amongst themselves of the others, he didn't care about. He was just sort of like, I can kind of use this to my advantage, I guess, to kind of get get what I want and get Winter Soldier, who I think is the problem here. Right. Um, there, there was, I was like, there wasn't really anything... The parts of the movie that bothered you didn't bother me. Sure. I was fine with 
pretty much all of it. <laughs> uh, except Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, except Thunderbolt Ross. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Awful. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Your number so, three? Yeah. I just really liked it. I liked the... Uh, again, for you, where you care more about the dynamic of everybody and everything based on the rest of the world. I liked that it was about how they affected the rest of the world, but it was about the group of characters. It wasn't really sure. about the rest of everybody else. Mm-hmm. I care more about these characters than some random Joe Schmo, like out in the sidewalk, who's maybe going to get hit by a piece of falling building. Yeah. Like, sorry, I don't care. <laughs> but, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was the... F- this was one of the ones where I was like, you said it, and I'm like, uh... Eh. But yeah. So, moment of truth. I had said Infin- uh, Infinity War would be your favorite. We have not heard that yet. Or Black Panther. Those are your last two. Those are my last two. Uh, my number two. Black Panther. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you two got for two. Two for two. I know you so well. Yes, I got yours too. I took, took me a, you, a second guess. I, I sort of froze a little bit. I was I panicked guessed the first one. So once I had time to think about it, I was better. Yes. But yeah, we both we both guessed each other, which I think is good. Yes. I am proud of myself because you're. I'm not that hard to read. You're a little <laughs> harder. Your enthusiasm for Black Panther gave you away. It did. Yes. Um. So yeah, Black Panther is my two. Mm-hmm. You're number one. Yep. Um, I my ranking is higher than yours overall. Yeah. So you gave it a ninety two. I gave it a ninety five. Loved Black Panther, and I think it was clear how much both of us love Black Panther. Sure. Through yes. our discussion of it, and at this point, I think we've Talked discussed pretty much everything yeah. about it. But the. The characters are amazing. The visuals are amazing. Like, the land of Wakanda, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Everything about it is gorgeous. Um, the characters, awesome. The costumes are great. Um, Michael B. Jordan, amazing. Chadwick Boseman, even though I said he was a little bit more low-key, awesome. Great Black Panther. Uh, Shuri, so good. Um, what is... Okoye? Okoye. Love her. Love her interaction with her man friend mm-hmm. on the other side. The kind of final battle between the two of them where he yields to her, basically. Love that scene. Um, I like the whole concept of, like, do how much of a responsibility do we have to taking care of ourselves compared to how much of a responsibility do we have to helping everybody else mm-hmm. especially with all the really cool technology that they have yeah so cool so cool vibranium <laughs> i want some vibranium yes. um all of shuri's like doodads and technology <laughs> her like i forgot about her bracelet that she has that like controls the train basically mm-hmm. just all of the, like, stuff that she has. The virtual, sp- not spaceship, I don't know what it is. The virtual kind of hovercraft, I yeah. guess. that um, She controls the car during the chase scene with the car as well. Yeah. 
the hovercraft that um what's his name is flying at the Martin end. Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin Freeman. Even just his character in the movie, I think, is yeah really fun. Um, the him, White Devil. Yeah, him flying <laughs> the hovercraft at the end to sort of like help out and like go after the um the other hovercrafts or whatever that are leave trying to leave Wakanda that'll sort of uh, betray everybody. Right. Um. I like the. I liked. I forgot that he's like flying that while this other uh, one is basically trying to blast the glass out of where he is. Like mm-hmm. that whole thing is great. Um, what's his name? The big guy. Umbaku. Umbaku that you knew. Uh, like yes. the, I love how you called it at the beginning. I was like, this guy's 100%. kind of a jerk, and you're like, just wait. There's something's gonna happen later, and you're going to love him. It's true. And as soon as he showed up, I was like, Umbaku. <laughs> He's, My favorite! He's so sassy. He is very sassy. I love it. I love him. He is super sassy. There's a lot of sass in this movie, which I appreciate. I would I would watch a buddy comedy with Umbaku and Shuri. With uh, Okoye, sort of like their security detail. Yeah. Not that Umbaku probably needs a security detail, but... Yeah. I think Okoye needs to come anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's nothing about this movie that I don't like mm-hmm. there's very little about the movie that i don't love sure it's top notch it is this is one i think i i could probably watch this an infinite number of times and i don't think my ranking would get any lower i think i would like it just as much the more times i watch it mm-hmm. so <laughs> that leaves us with that leaves us with a divinity war yeah. My one, you're 15. I was personally offended when you told me where this was ranked for you. Yeah. 58 for you, 97 for me. Out of all my... So granted, out of all my movies I have ranked, mm-hmm. there's a lot of the movies that I really like, which I haven't added to that. Like, I don't know if Mean Girls is on it. I don't know if, like, a Super Bad is on it. Sure. I don't know if, like, an Empire Records is on that list. Mm-hmm. All movies I liked... There's only one movie on the list overall for me ahead of Infinity War. Yes. And I know. I'm sure I could guess that, too. Yes. What is it? It's Jojo Rabbit. It's Jojo Rabbit. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And I don't know if it was just the... I feel like even if I watched this again, I would still... I don't get the concept that I would drop this like I do with Endgame if I rewatched it. Right. I think I would still like it just as much. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because it was, like, the buildup of all of the the movies that we had watched, that I watched them all at once, mm-hmm. and that was, like, the culmination of it, because, you know, we saw that leading up to Captain Marvel. Right. But for me, I feel like the the buildup and, like, the the final fight scene, the, like... The emotional investment I had at that point of everything, and then you get all you finally get kind of all the characters all together after all the movies. Like you've had the Avengers together, and the Guardians of the Galaxy is sort of a squad in and of itself, and um, you get kind of you know you get some of the interactions like uh, Spider Man ran into Falcon, like you get some of the other characters that Thor and. Hulk run into, like, Valkyrie. Like, off in space, they run into each other. Mm -hmm. So you get sort of these interactions amongst the other characters. But I really like that 
all of the characters finally kind of came together, even more so than in Civil War. You kind of got a taste of it in Civil War, and this was it on kind of a bigger, broader scale. Right. Um, but, like, the fight scene at the end was... I really liked it. I really liked that all the characters kind of got a... I guess a chance to do something. All the ones that were there anyway. Like, I really liked that Wanda got a chance to kind of be heavily involved. Like, a Jarvis got to be involved. Um, you sort of had Okoye kind of come over to help defend Wanda. Mm-hmm. You sort of got those groups all together. Um, for two characters who I, up until this point, I didn't really feel were super important. A Wanda and a Jarvis. They were... Wanda particularly was not... Didn't have a lot going on. Jarvis, you got a little bit more in kind of Age of Ultron, kind of the same thing. But mm-hmm. to make me really care about the two of those characters, to like make that impact at the end, I feel like they really did a good job. Agreed. Normally, those I feel like are two characters I probably wouldn't really care about that much. Right. But like at the end, when they're sort of they're trying to save him and trying to get the Mind Stone out, and finally he's just like, you know what? Just destroy it. That's you can't do anything else at this point. And Wanda does it. And, like, how hard it was for her to do that and sort of that moment. And you get that moment, you're like, and then it's for nothing. Right. It's like, just that whole final. You kind of get the part where you're like, you sort of get that little bit of relief. You get the buildup to all of it. You get the little bit of relief, like, okay, you know, they they won. And then all of a sudden, just that, like, I just remember watch, like, seeing this and my jaw just dropping when Thanos is like, well, we're just going to rewind this just yeah. a little bit. We're just going to get a redo. Redo yeah. on this part right here. And then, yeah. And then, you know, every, all, all of the characters trying to, like, come after him and make it stop him. Mm-hmm. And you get Thor right there. And just the whole, like, close but no cigar. And it's done. And you yep. see all the characters just go. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is. Yeah. For me, I I loved it. It was... For me, it was, like, a great culmination of everything. Mm-hmm. The little... The quibbles that you had with it, I did not have. And yes. I... But I, I mean, I don't know if I watched it again, like, separate from all of that, if it would change my feelings on it. But, like I said, I get less of a feeling that that would be the case than I do with, like, an end game. Right. So... Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, you brought up the fact that uh, Infinity War is your second highest rated movie at the moment mm-hmm. overall. I feel like it's worth mentioning that Black Panther is currently my 256th highest rated movie on my spreadsheet. <laughs> and it's a 90. What, what did you and it's it? a 92. A yep. There are more movies ranked a higher on it on my spreadsheet than there are total on your spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. that's what how it goes. Um, I'm intrigued all the, like, as much as you like Black Panther, my mind is just blown that there's that many other movies that you like better than it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So many. Um, okay. Uh, so, we also have... The 
average ratings by a group of FML Discord people um, who were so generous to uh, fill out this Google form, which is a little unwieldy uh, yeah. in, 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 in how it's portrayed, but yeah. they did what they could and appreciate their uh, involvement. Right. So um, we won't have to take too long on this, but I have sorted it by average position. Uh, there are a couple of films that people didn't that mark people marked as unseen, but mm-hmm. only I think three times was a film marked unseen out of the seventeen total submissions. So That's kind okay. of a negligible difference. Uh, I'll also make reference how many times a movie was ranked first or last okay. on somebody's list, and we'll see. Uh, so their number 23 is The Incredible Hulk. Excellent choice. Yeah. Uh, eight people ranked it dead last. That was 17, yeah. And its average position was 21.41. So pretty low. Yeah, not great. Uh, giving it a run for its money in 22nd <laughs> was Thor The Dark World. Three people ranked it dead last. Okay. And it had an average position of 21.12. Not great also. No. Uh, and then kind of completing the trilo- the the triumvirate of their garbage tier is Iron Man 2. Okay. Which had two rankings, dead last, uh, and was an average position of 20.71. Okay. So those are, those are pretty comfortable with us. Yeah. I, I have yeah. no real issue here at all. No. Um, Thor was next at 20th. Okay. There's a little bit of a gap here up to an average position of 18.24. And it was only ranked dead last once. Fair. Cur- I'm curious, like, who ranked that last? Like, who thought that was worse than the other movies that are below it? I mean, someone with bad judgment and poor taste. Right. Inevitably. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're not going to call anybody out. Not on here. Not on here. <laughs> That'd be rude. Privately. Yeah, maybe. There won't be much judging. Um, then there's another gap. To the next spot, which is Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Uh, an average position of 15.71. That's too high. It is. No one ranked it dead last. Who? What was the highest rank it got? Do you have that handy? Um, I can. How did it get up to 15? I can give you that information. Uh, one person, everyone ranked it at least 11th or worse, except for one person ranked it 8. Which yeah. was that the same person who put Thor last? Um, it is not. Okay, it is not. <laughs> uh, no. So nobody ranked Age of Ultron dead last. Fifteen point seven one average position. Uh, next, very close is Ant Man and the Wasp. There, uh, which got an average position of fifteen point two four. That's fine. Was so- not. You liked it slightly worse. I liked it a bit better. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, Then we have Iron Man 3. Average position of 15.06. So that was... FML ranked that lower than both of us did. Mm -hmm. I had it at 16. You had it up to 9. Yeah. One person ranked it dead last. Okay. Yeah. That's a choice. Uh, Here's my first, like... Obviously, I have a little bit of a disparity with uh, Iron Man 3, but I feel more passionate about this posi- this one, and it's Captain Marvel. Yes, I 
I'm sure you don't appreciate this. I don't. This is closer to my ranking. But not only that, somebody ranked this dead last. Okay, that's just factually wrong. <sighs> I have a guess as to who might have it's, done that. It's not who you're thinking. Oh, okay. It isn't. All right. I can't. It's not. <clears throat> fair, fair. Um, I'm still like, how do you feel like this is worse than Hulk? I don't know. Uh, its average position like, is 14.47. Which is where I where I had, I had it at 14, yeah. which is fun. Uh, worth just... noting, two people marked it as not seen. So, okay. Um, That's too bad. It came out recently. Yeah. I'd say... For those people who didn't see it, I would say, go watch it. Like I said, I had some problems with it, but it's worth watching. Yeah. For sure. Better than, quite quite a bit better than some of these other ones. Yeah. So after that, uh, this one might be a little hurtful for you. Oh, no. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Eh, no, it's all right. It's Is fine. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was average position of 14.29. Less personally offensive than uh, someone's ranking of Infinity War, so... It's me. <laughs> uh, then we have Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. Uh, this is the only other movie that anyone marked unseen. One okay. person had not seen this one, which, again, it's the most recent one. Right. Uh, so, average position of 12.94. So we had that We had that line. FML had it 14. I had a 15. You had a 16. Sure. Uh, then we have Doctor Strange. Okay. Average position of 12.35. Then we have the midpoint for FML, which is Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which they gave an average position of 11.71. Just so, in line with us. You had at 13, I had 11. So right in the middle. Right in the middle. Perfect. Uh, top 10 now for that. Or no, this is 11. This number 11. Next one's 11, yeah. Uh, this next one is Ant-Man. Okay. So they, they were lower than us on it, both mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. Average position of 11.41. Okay. Uh, next is Spider-Man Homecoming, top 10. About the same, 11, 10, 10. Average position of 10.71. Very, very close. Uh, this one actually swapped. Uh, it actually dropped a spot with the very last entry uh, behind the number 9, which is The Avengers. Okay. Which is a 10.65 average position so just 0.06 separated the two of them next is captain america civil war with an average position of 9.18 so that sort of averages out our two rankings of it mine's very high yours is very low just a little more in the middle then we get iron man uh, with an average position of 8.88 so i'm the outlier on this i had it very low yes Sure yeah. did. Yeah. Kind of um, like, as, as much as I like the character, I don't like the movies. Yeah, no one ranked it lower than 14th on here. And uh, there are... Nobody ranked it better than 5th, though, for okay. what that's worth. There's a lot of, like, 5, 6, 7 in that range. Right. Uh, then we have... This kind of disappoints me, and I'm hopefully it disappoints you. <laughs> um, Black Panther. And, like, this is a good position. Like, it's sixth. Yeah. But That's not good enough, people. It isn't. Uh, this is the highest ranked movie on the list that did not receive a number one position. No one ranked it. No one ranked one. it first. Everything above this, though, got at least two first place votes for what that's worth. So, yeah. yeah. I have some problems here. Um, 
Black Panther had an average position of 8.59. Way too fucking low. Not even close. <laughs> Not even in the ballpark of where this should be. Big gap to the top five. Aver- with an average position of 6.18 and two first place votes, Guardians won. And that's fine. Yeah. All I'm going to focus on the whole rest of this time is the Black Panther ranking. Um, with an average position of 5.12 and three first place votes, Thor Ragnarok okay. in fourth. So where we had it, basically, 5-4-4. Four, four. Yep. Uh, with an average rank of 4.29 and three first place votes, Captain America, the Winter Soldier in third. Okay. So where I you it had dead it. dead on. Yep. yep. I was a tinge lower. With an average rating. So so we have Infinity War and Endgame left. Okay. Um, so either way, you and I are lower on Endgame than everybody else. Yes. Um, with an average position of 3.47 and three first place votes, Avengers, Endgame. Okay. Which means our number one for FML is Infinity War with an average position of 2.82 and out of 17 people. Yeah. So you're very wrong. <laughs> Am I, though? <laughs> um, Apparently. And six first place votes. It's a good fucking moving uh, it's, is it? That gives me some validation. I have so, a lot of questions about the Black Panther. The lowest rating, the lowest ranking for Infinity War on this list was seven. Um, yeah. And the... Which is weird. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and the lowest ranking for Endgame was eight. Same person, who will not be named, but uh, they're closest to uh, my opinion on these two films. Your No, it's factual, <laughs> undeniable. So yeah. So I guess my biggest discrepancy is Iron Man. Right. I think your biggest discrepancy, I think, is Infinity War. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. So. So. What are, what are we getting at here? Are we giving us a sort? Yeah. All right. So, averaging together my ranks, your ranks, and the FMO ranks, <laughs> the uh, quote-unquote definitive rankings are 23, Incredible Hulk. Cool. 22, Thor the Dark World. Uh, tied, actually, at 20th is Avengers Age of Ultron. And Iron Man 2. Uh, 19th is Thor. Uh, 17th. How does that work? There's another tie above it. But shouldn't it be 18th? Well, I mean it. Oh, no, it's averaging the... Oh, oh wait, I'm sorry, ranks, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, hold on. Uh, so, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. So, for 18th, with an average rank of 17, <laughs> is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. Uh, and then... So, tied at 16th. Yes, tied is Spider-Man Far From Home with... Doctor Strange. We go to Iron Man 3. 15th overall. Mm-hmm. 14th overall is Captain Marvel. <laughs> 13th, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 2. 
Tied for 11th are Captain America the First Avenger. And the Avengers. How nice. <laughs> um, 10th, top 10, yep. Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, 9th is Captain America Civil War. And tied with it is also Iron Man. Also tied with that is Ant-Man. Hey! <laughs> uh, which brings us to 6th, Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is tied with Infinity War. Hmm. You're dragging down the ranking. I am. <laughs> uh, fourth overall, Avengers Endgame. Yes. Next at third is Thor Ragnarok. And tied with it in second, so I guess they're both tied for second, mm-hmm. is Captain America the Winter Soldier. And at number one, despite FML's best effort to drag it down, is... Black, Black Panther. Panther. I am satisfied with that. I'm pleased with that. Yes. I can I can respect yeah. that ranking. Yeah. Nice fucking try, guys. <laughs> Sixth. Six my Sixth. ass. Get out of here. Yeah. Um Yeah. I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. I can respect I, that. I, yeah. I'm fine with this. You know. I mean we both have our Iron Man's, our Infinity Wars, but Yeah. For even me, like, I can understand why someone would put Iron Man that high. It didn't yeah. do it for me, but I yep. can see where other people like it. And and I feel the same way about Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, which is good. Yeah. I, I just, I have some questions about the Black Panther people. <laughs> have some questions about the people who thought Captain Marvel and Thor were both somehow worse than the bottom trash tier triumvirate. Triumvirate? Triumvirate. Triumvirate of uh, Age of Ultron, The Dark World, and Incredible Hulk. Yep. The Adventures of Thunderbolt Ross. Emo Thor. His, his great adventures. I Part of me really wants, like, a Thunderbolt Ross Disney Plus show. I would like to see, like, 12-year-old <laughs> Thunderbolt Ross to see, like, where, where his life went wrong. Mm-hmm. That he came out how he did. Sure. Sure. I feel like if it was, like, adult Thunderbolt Ross, it would just be him sitting in his office, like, gesturing at maps and, like, being irritated. Maybe. Maybe. Um, So we also have the individual franchises. Yeah, so we looked at our rankings and broke down our rankings of, I guess, the sub-movies, the sub-character movies. So we had Iron Man, Thor... Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, Ant-Man, Avengers, and then we kind of put the other four movies that didn't have more than more than one into kind of a group together, which was the Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Hulk, and Black Panther. Yes. Um, so we have the average rating we gave them out of 100, and yes. we have the average placement that those groups received yes um so uh, are we ordering it by one of those or the other are you looking at it from one way no it doesn't matter okay whatever you'd like to do uh well my worst in both categories is thor um not the case for me okay uh yeah not the case in either one actually uh so i gave thor all the Thor movies, average rating of 55 out of 100. Okay. Average position of 15 and a third. My average Thor position was 15th. Okay. 
And uh, my average score was a 62. Okay. That's fair. Yep. Uh, so then I have Ant-Man with an average rating of 62 and an average position of 13 and a half. Okay. Not surprising. I like Ant-Man more than you did. Yeah. Um, so my average score was a 79 and a half. Um, wow. My average position was 10 and a half. Okay. All right. Then I have Avengers movies. Okay. Mine are going to be a lot lower than yours um, for reasons. <laughs> my average rating for Avengers movies is 63.25. Okay. My average position is 13. Okay. My average rank was a 74. Got dragged down quite a bit by uh, Ultron. Ultron. Sure. Um, my average ranking was 10.5 again. Gotcha. Then I have Spider-Man. Spider-Man. An average rating of 63 and a half. Average position of 13 and a half. Okay. I had a Spider-Man at a 75. Mm -hmm. uh, average rank was 12 and a half. Okay. Not too far off. Yeah. In rank, at least. Uh, then I have the other category. So those are Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Hulk. and Hulk. Yes. Uh, which average rating of 66.5. Pretty high. Higher than I would have thought. Yeah. With Hulk being included. And uh, my average position is 11.25. Okay. This was my lowest score. Dragged down by Hulk. Sure. Uh, dragged down a little bit by Doctor Strange. <laughs> Captain Marvel sort of in the middle. Black Panther tried to move it up a little bit, but couldn't really do a lot. Uh, so my average score for that is 60. Oof. Uh, average rank was 14th. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not great. Uh, Captain America movies. I'm sure those are your highest. Yes. Uh, they're third for me. Average rating of 70.33. And average position of 10.67. Yeah, a little little different for me. Yeah. Average rank is 90. Oh, boy. Oh, average, my God. <laughs> average rank is 4.66. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, then my next is Iron Man. Okay. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> um, my average rating is 70.67, and my average position is 10. My average score is a 63. Mm -hmm. My average ranking was 18th. Oh, boy. Is that one of your lowest? That is the lowest of the ranks. Third lowest of the scores. Man. Then between Other and Iron Man was Thor. Yes. Uh, so, I believe... Uh, that leaves Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I was, I would assume is your second highest behind Captain America movies. Yes, in both positions, yeah. Uh, pretty wide gap for me. Uh, Guardians movies average rating of 76.5 and average position, the only average position, but better than 10, uh, eight and a half for me. Uh, I had the sc a score of 83. Uh, I had it a nine and a half. All right. Seems so, it seems like the grouping of movies we agree on most is uh, uh, be Guardians movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You had a pretty big spread on your other, mostly because Black Panther was one, Hulk was 22nd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, you had a pretty big spread on your Ant-Man. Yep. 6th and 21st. Um, your your Thor was pretty spread out, a little bottom, more bottom heavy. 
Ragnarok was fifth, but the other ones were 18th and last, 23rd. Yeah. Um, your Captain America spread was much more spread than mine was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Between third and uh, 17th. Uh, so let's see. If we look at mine, uh, I had a big spread on the Avengers movies. Infinity War was one. Mm -hmm. Ultron was 21st. Right. Followed about the same spread on the others, thanks to Black Panther at second and Hulk at 23rd. Though <laughs> that was a little dragged down a bit more, like I said, by my Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel were sort of bottom half also. Yes. We had the Captain America cluster at the top. <laughs> they only went from third to sixth. And then kind of the opposite with Iron Man, kind of down at the bottom, went from 16th to uh, night or 20th. Oof. So they were in a tight little glob down the middle. Oof. Or down at the end, I guess. Bottom. One thing I noticed when I was looking at uh, my rankings, and I, I kind of wish that the, the pattern had had fit the whole way because it messes it up at the very last second. Um, 20th, Avengers, Age of Ultron. 15th, <laughs> Avengers, Infinity War. 10th, The Avengers. Mm. But 5th is not <laughs> Avengers Endgame. It's 7th. You so played close. yourself. Kind of. Um. So one thing that was a inter little interesting when I... F one of the reasons that I wanted to look at the sub-movies mm -hmm. was right before we recorded this, I double-checked my ranks to just to yeah. make sure that everything was how I wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when I switched some of my overall, like, the out of 100 rankings... Originally, the Iron Man movies and the Thor movies had the exact same overall score, yes. even though the Iron Man movies are in a very tight blob, and the Thor movies are, like, spread across the, like, <laughs> realm of likings. But they end up with the exact same overall score. Interesting. Yeah. So it is slightly different now, but they're still at Iron Man's at a 63, Thor's at a 62, even though right. all the Iron Man's are right together and the Thor's spread out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah so we're done yeah yeah i guess uh i guess we are <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know anything else you want to kind of say about the marvel cinematic universe about anything to do with these movies that we haven't said multiple times already mm. um i guess one Thank you for having me on for yes. as many episodes as I've been on for yep. putting putting up with me and my schedule and my mm -hmm. uh, very limited time window of which to record and your patience with me. Yes. Well, we did it. And also, thank you because I wouldn't have watched any of these movies. Otherwise, I didn't. I hadn't seen any of these movies before we started dating. I mean, I think there's a fair argument to be made that you could have still seen them. I could, Without my involvement. I could have, but I don't know that I would have. Sure. And I really like these movies, so I'm glad that I watched them. Yes. So I have you to thank for that. So I'm glad. Thank as you. Well. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's nice to... I don't, know, I don't know how I want to phrase it, but like, it's nice that like if I reference a thing that happened in the Marvel Universe, now you understand what I'm talking about. Yes. And before you would 
only kind of sort of think about what I was saying because you may have seen it on a BuzzFeed quiz once BuzzFeed, my entire knowledge of the MCU. Um, <laughs> so that is nice. And uh, now that we find, we're finally closing the door on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, at least in this um, segment of podcast episodes and who knows for how long with the, the quarantine and the virus happening. Uh, we can look at other things and do other movie watches and yeah. find another 50 film franchise to revisit. No, thank you. We can watch all the Land Before Time movies. There's like 16 of those things. The only, I remember watching one of those in elementary school and being like emotionally devastated by something happening that I never wanted to watch any of the others. Probably the first one. The rest yeah. are not emotionally devastating at all because they're musicals. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The second one and the rest of them are all like sing-along musicals. We're not watching those. They're so fun. No. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find something else that uh, we can talk about in the future and bring you back for all your fans. <laughs> yes, all my fans. <laughs> so uh, thank you for being able to do this with me despite your very trying and challenging schedule. Um, you do not have a lot of free time during the tax season, but uh, we made it work. Yes. And now we have two to three to four to five hours more free of free time <laughs> during at the, during every week. Yeah, we can do some other stuff. We haven't. I don't think we played. I don't remember the last time we played a board game. Uh, uh, we've we've played a little bit. We played a couple. We used to I do think that. We played something last weekend. Yeah. We used to play board games often. That was one of the things we did. Fairly often, and we haven't... Most of our free time that we would have been doing that, we've been doing this, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, tax season doesn't help. No. But now now I'm stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tax season's been extended to my birthday, so I should have more free time in general. Great. Great. Uh... <laughs> and you have nothing to do use it with, because we're all stuck at home. I'm just going to play Final Fantasy, I think, for a while. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh... Is that it? I think that's it. Are we done? I think so. I think everybody's probably sick of us at this point. I wish we would stop talking. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We talked about every movie. We talked about the future of the MCU uh, in, the, in part nine. And finally, in part ten, we went through our own individual rankings, compared them against ourselves, against each other, against a group of people who we know on the internet. And um, we came out the other side a little worse for wear, but intact. Yes. Is, I think, a fair way to assess things. Um, we're looking forward to the new movies whenever mm -hmm. they come out. Yep. And I don't know. Maybe uh, the end of Phase 4 or something like that. We can do a post-mortem type of a thing look back on those new movies and see right. how they stack up yes. maybe adjust our rankings I was gonna say update our rankings yeah yep that sounds like a thing we can do mm -hmm. see if uh you get some more movies into your spreadsheet by then <laughs> maybe yeah um uh, yeah thank you again yes thank you very nice having you on here yes it was nice yeah. to be here i'm glad <laughs> uh thank you the listener for listening I know we're a little over, probably once I do the editing, about three and a half hours into this episode. Oh my goodness. 
Um, I was it, like, this one will be so easy. I thought it was going to be about half an hour for me, half an hour for you, half an hour everything else. Yeah. And uh, Per usual, we can't shut up, so. I hit that one and a half hour mark by myself. You doubled it. <laughs> and then it took us about another half hour to do the rest. So, yeah, it's a long, it's a bit, it's been a long night. Uh, it's been a long episode. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you are still listening this far into it, <laughs> it does mean a lot. Uh, but really, what else are you going to do? You can't go outside. You yeah. can't talk to anybody else. You can't leave. Well, your, you can talk you, you to can't somebody leave your else. Couch. Um, you're stuck. Now, now you're being a little dramatic. You're a couch potato. All you're doing is listening to podcasts for the foreseeable future. And uh, please I've, go outside. I've mentioned this in the past. Not near anybody else. In the just past go couple outside, of episodes yeah. I've done, but. Um, going to reassess things in April to see if I still have enough content to do three episodes a week when no movies are coming out. Uh, but we'll see. Might go down to two. Uh, streaming needs to kind of get with it and, you know, pump out some content. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) thank you for listening. It does mean a lot. If you'd like to find more episodes of the show, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, places where podcasts can be found. If for any reason the podcast episode you're looking for is not showing up on those devices or on those programs, you can find all of the episodes on the website, circlefilm.com, including a bunch of other things on top of that. If you'd like to find me, you can find me on Letterboxd at Circle of Film. You can email circleoffilm at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at Circle of Film. I'm on Twitter at Algofaroz, A-L-G-O-F-E-R-O-Z. And it's, uh, you know, these times are a little financially strenuous, so not super disappointed if you can't, you know, support the show as a patron, but we do have someone I have to absolutely thank, which is Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you, BB. Generous, gracious patron to the show. But you can support the show in other ways. You can like it, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, tell somebody about it, uh, or just keep listening. Uh, You've got a lot of free time on your hands, and there are almost... Let me double check here. There... Oh, that's the wrong wrong notepad file. I will say that the other episodes are potentially improved by the lack of my presence. There's a lot of other good things that Ryan talks about. This is... The 494th episode of the podcast. Uh, so if we're taking, I think the average runtime of an episode is about 40 minutes. Uh, so that's 19,760 <laughs> minutes of podcast <laughs> content, 329 hours, or 13.7 full days of content at your disposal. Uh, presumably you've listened to a bit of that, but I'm guessing most people still have quite a bit that they haven't listened to so you have that if you want to thank you for listening it does mean a lot and as always have a week so long farewell i'll be the same goodnight i know she'll never leave me even as she fades from Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell.
Why do we need? Wait a minute.